Welcome to Things You Didn't Ask For and Didn't Need to Know, the show where we discuss random stuff that we find interesting before diving into our main topic, which this week is the future of cinema. I'm Donal. I'm Barry. And I'm Mart. And please don't forget to um, like the show if you enjoy it, subscribe, and if you're on YouTube, hit the bell to be notified for new episodes. Um, definitely comment if you can. All the comments are read and appreciated. And without much more ado, we will hand it over to you, Barry. All right. Things you didn't ask for and certainly didn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's one uh, I found this week and I thought it was... Uh, uh, <laughs> Kind of cool. Um, Australia, the continent and, and country, yep. is actually wider than the moon. What? Really? Yeah. That, that, that was my reaction. That was exactly my reaction when I read it. So the moon is roughly uh, 3,400 kilometers wide, uh, or 2,113 miles for those Luddites. And Australia is almost... 2,000 two, two, two miles? Yeah, 2,113 miles. Yeah. Australia is bigger than that. Australia is 4,000 kilometres, or 2,485 miles. For a second, no. The moon is 2,000 miles wide. 3,400 kilometres, yes. Oh, okay. Because um, I heard, I think the moon is... Well, I could put it the other way. Earth is 50 times bigger than the moon. But is that's that bigger? No, that's bigger in mass, though, is it? No, 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 bigger physically, not massive in terms of the no, but it's not bigger. Space type. No, but it's not bigger in diameter, 50 times. Yeah. No. Now, bear in mind, I get all these facts from the internet. And I'm going to say as well, I got this fact randomly off the top of my head because so, I remember it from 20 years and ago. We, so do, I don't know. we do very, <laughs> if any, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, don't even pretending there's a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, there's, no, there's very little. Um, but no, any. I, I'm... I'm shocked at that, really. Yeah, yeah. Now, having said that, I, you know, obviously, like I said, I didn't check the facts, didn't go out there with a tape measure or okay. any of that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, we, so we won't hold you to, to account if it's a bit wrong. Yeah, if it's a bit wrong. But yeah, there you go. Huh. Um, teeth that we have in our head, um, they, they, um, they're not made of live tissue. This is something I didn't know. And they are coated in enamel, which means they can't spontaneously regenerate. It's one of the only kind of parts of our bodies that can't fix themselves if something goes wrong with them, which hints why you get damage on your tooth. It's out or it's capped ah. or whatever. Like. But yeah, it's because of the enamel and because of the way they're built, they can't regenerate, which I thought was Stupid interesting. Teeth. Also makes me, always makes me cringe when think like injuries to the teeth or you see someone on a movie getting tortured in their mouth or something. It's yeah, definitely be a case of actually, um, when you see the, the, the tooth pulling thing coming out of like, I'll tell you everything. Yeah, okay, you don't even need actually, to do that. It's okay. Oh yeah. Oh no, if I was being tortured, I'd be the worst. Don't tell me any I secrets. Can, I can <laughs> tie that into the future of cinema. It's a nice theme. Do you think that's that scene in American History X would get made again today? Oh, that's a yeah, uh, spoiler alert you know for definitely. a 20 year old movie. Wait, really? <laughs> Oh, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, I think... It's yeah, think violent, but it the was... The bite the curb scene. Necessary it, yeah, we know the one, plot. and it, it fits that movie. And, yeah. and scenes like that, I think, will always be made because they fit... The, as long as they fit the story. Like, it'd be terrible if that scene was in Mary, Mary Poppins. Okay, but let me... Well, I would watch Mary Poppins in. It'd be, probably make it better, but it, you know, if, if it was Dick Van Dyke... <laughs> get me with that stupid Cockney accent. Get down, bite the curb, boy. <laughs> Thump. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah. Okay. I uh, remember and no, I'll come back to that again I remember when I saw that scene in the movie I was thinking no I was a young foolish man I was thinking I mean the guy was stealing his car you know I mean he, not like he just randomly found an innocent person and did that to him mm. context but is everything full disclosure um, yes it was wrong and he shouldn't have done it I, yeah. yeah I'm not a total neo-nazi um, 
Here's a fun one for you. Uh, if you ever feel like you think better in your shower when you're taking a shower, the you're probably right. It's because our head is being massaged by the water. The warm water actually oh. inc- increases the flow of dopamine, of all things. Really? Yeah, so you actually, you, you, you have the, the happy hormones rushing around there, and you do actually, apparently, think better in the shower. So you want to get one of those wet pads, and one of those wet marker things that you can use in the shower, and be jotting down all those ideas. Uh, yes. I know someone who turns into Marie Callas when she's in the shower. Oh, yeah? Is yeah. Marie Callas a singer? What? Yes. yes. Um, is it Marie Callas? No, oh. no. If Marie Callas was singing in the shower, there'd be some serious ghostbusters happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. Is that a joke? Marie no. Callas? Do you well, know well, we don't I, I know, know Marie Callas. Uh, the name what? vaguely yeah. rings. I've heard of her as a singer, but Marie Callas was married to. Okay, do you know, know Onassis? Aristotle Onassis? Yes, yes. Okay. He who married Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, and who was he married? His first name was Aristotle? Yeah. That's a pretty cool Greek. name. He was Greek. He was Greek. It's a mm. common enough name in He Greek. was the first uh, shipping oil shipping magnet. He invented the super tanker. All oh, right, okay. Yep. Oh, so by invented the super tanker, did he go out and go, do you know what be great? That tanker there, but. Bigger with a caper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not really inventing something, is it? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, let's just make that bigger. <laughs> yeah. it expanded the scale. It is like uh, like I know a few other things about Aristotle and Asses. Okay. But, uh, so do you know the way that Jackie Jackie Onassis Jackie she, is she the person with like a ton of shoes? Uh, no, no, that's this is Maria John, John F. Kennedy's wife. Yeah, and she was Chesco's. called Jackie O, and the O is from Onassis. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Um, dolphins, right? Yes. Uh, they swim in the sea and they have to come up every 10 minutes or so, roughly, to get air. Really? Yep. Well, because they're mammals. They're mammals. Fish. Yeah. Oh. Slot, if you drop him in water, he'll sink. <laughs> he can hold his breath for 40 minutes. And then really? die. That's because they're then, just so lazy. <laughs> they're so lazy. They're just like, I could swim up. But <laughs> I'm after floating down here and that's used up a little bit of... I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to wait here for a while. But can they swim? That's Presumably the slots, slots can swim, actually. Probably not. They probably no, just wait till they're no. at the bottom and then <laughs> crawl. Just walk <laughs> to shore. Crawl their way slowly but back. Slots are... Um, they're not sea creatures. No, they no, are no. absolutely not. It's they're tree a weird creatures. skill to have evolved for something that... I think it's just they have... If you have something that you can be lazy at it, the slot <laughs> I is mean, yeah. You know the slots die quite regularly because they mistake their own arm for a branch? <laughs> and they reach for the other arm actually. and then they put the grip on that and then let go with the uh, the arm that's actually holding the branch to move it and then just fall off the tree. Wow. Here's, Into the water. Speak, speaking of evolution, they can't poop in the trees either. They, they live most of their life in the tree, but they have to come out of the tree to take a shit. Why? I didn't know. Ask evolution. <laughs> Why? That is a weird um, yeah. thing, funny, ability to, yeah. to lack. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to live in the trees all the time, but man, we could go down there to shit. Yeah, well, they, you know, really got it keeps your back. house clean type of thing. I suppose there is that, but if mm-hmm. you shit in a tree, your house is still going to be clean. Yeah, but what if you're a flaming... Shit is known for obeying the laws of gravity. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what if another sloth is under you? That's management. Management one on one. Shit rolls downhill. <laughs> so yeah, you're looking up. All you're looking, all you're seeing okay. is assholes. But the guys yeah. looking down. Going, <laughs> it's fine. Um, now here's one that. Oh, I, I, go on, go on. Uh, sl- Lucy said, "Slots uh, usually sleep in trees over water, so that's why they evolved to breathe underwater." Apples. Apples. Apples, yeah. You go into a shop and buy an apple, it could be up to, and again, haven't fact-checked this, a year old. 
Now, you're wondering, how in the name of God could an apple yes, be a year I old? Yes, I am, because when I buy it and bring it home and leave it there for a week, then it's getting all old it's, looking. Yeah, and sometimes within a day or two. Um, apparently, farmers often pick the apples in the fall, cover them in wax, hot air dry them, I don't know what that is, and then put them in cold storage. And this keeps them edible and ready to sell for six to 12 months. You know, okay, actually, I do believe that, because I every now and again you pick up an apple, and it feels kind of greasy, and that's the wax on them. But I'm yeah. thinking... This cannot be good for you. Well, you, well, you should wash them anyway. Well, I, I peel my apples with a peeler, like as if, you know, potato peeler. What? Kind of you right. peel them? Completely. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. Uh, Why? Well, because of that? Because I don't want to be eating gross skin that's slimy. If you wash it, it's not, it's fine then. Do yeah. you not just, just rub it against your t-shirt? And then No. But yeah, so there you go. Your apple, the apple you're eating could be a year old. Uh, do you guys know what the word oct... Excuse me. Octothorpe means. Octothorpe. That's yes. easy to figure out. Octo is something to do with eight. Or and octopus. then torp. Yeah. No idea. Brilliant. <laughs> Sherlock no, Holmes, wait. ladies and gentlemen. Well, you got half of it. Yeah. No, wait. Octothorpe. Uh, no, no, I have no idea. Either. No, I don't know what thorpe means at it's all. It's the correct n- uh, name for a hashtag. Really? Yep. Oh. Really? Yeah. Actually, I heard once about the history of where the hashtag came from, but I forget that as well. I want to know why they named it after drugs. Mm. It's just It's a weird, weird thing to call it Yeah well, If only we had someone Who could check Why the hashtag okay, Is here we go. called the hashtag The world's longest walk How do you mean? As in The longest walk You could take in the world As long as continuous well, Yeah across yes. Australia No You think that At 4,000 kilometres no. Yeah. no 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 That's definitely from The bottom of Portugal To Cam- The end of Kamchatka you would think that, but in Russia. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's actually, you're close. It's Magadan in Russia. You can walk without stopping, or not without stopping, but without, you know, getting a boat or whatever, to Cape Town, South Africa, which is a little oh. bit further south than oh, Portugal. Oh, yes, because you just walk across the canal. A bridge over the canal, I presume. Yeah, somewhere, something like that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. That no, is a long walk. How long is it, Barry? Uh, I don't know. Do you never have the follow-up thing. No follow-up. <laughs> Absolutely no fo- and no research. Barry, you're right. Always keep them wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, in a couple of weeks' time, I might have that fact. I might say, hey, did you know the longest walk in the world is you know, oh, uh, more than 4,000 miles? The word hashtag uh, used to refer to the symbol hash in, in Twitter. A combination of the word hash from hash mark and the word tag, um, a way to mark something as belonging to a specific category. Now, having read all that, I literally have no idea. Yeah, me neither. That, that hasn't added any knowledge to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> on what the hell that Do either of you guys know what a nerdle is? A nerdle. It's I'm going to say N-U-R-D-L-E. It's a baby nerd. N-U-R-D. N-U-R-D. Not in E-R-D. Oh. N-U-R-D. Nerdle. I have no idea. Aside from a wonderful word off the tongue when you say it, nerdle, it is actually the name of a lump of toothpaste. Paste on your toothbrush. Really? Oh. It's called a nerdle. Yeah. One of those things. It really does feel like. Does it need a name? No, exactly. It really doesn't. It really doesn't, but it has one. So well, there you go. Well, if you're. You know the way when, um, when a kid is being prescribed an amount of toothpaste? Yes. Yeah, you know, they say a pea sized <laughs> amount of toothpaste. They could say a pea sized nerdle. Mm, they, they could. But well, they if don't. they say nerdle, then they don't need to even specify the size because it's inherent in the name. No, because you could have a like oh, have yeah, a, okay. a big nerdle and a small <laughs> nerdle, but I mean medium nerdle, a child-sized nerdle. Um, speaking of names, things need names. They found in um, New York a species of ant that exists nowhere else. 
Eh, really, yeah, in New York. Evolved in New York for New Yorker. I'm assuming they're more aggressive than regular ants, but they actually oh. named them Manhattan ants. Ah, uh, very good. Ants. That's yeah. like is that like real? Is that a true that's story? A real, that's a real thing. Well, again, with the amount of diligence and research I put into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <coughs> now, the last one I have is, if there was a hole dug from the top of the world to the center of the, the planet, how long would it take you to fall to oh, it? Oh, jeez. Probably... Three hours. No, nowhere near it. I'm going to say, based on Mart's no way three hours, I'm going to say seven minutes. Ah, yeah, you're closer than three hours. 19 minutes, apparently. Nine. Really? Yeah. They, they used to say that if you, dug, if you actually dug a hole right through the planet, from one end to the other, right straight through, and you then jumped into it, or dropped a, a measurable object. Even by the dinosaurs that live in the middle of the earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, according to some people, you just be straight through instantly because it's just a flat. Disc. Oh yeah, um, but in the circular globe um, world, uh, you, you drop your measurable way through, and it it is affected by gravity as it's traveling through the planet. Uh, and they used to say it was forty two minutes, but some guy now has done a load of maths and said no, it's actually thirty two, or thirty eight, thirty eight, um, and then so half of that to get the middle. Nineteen, 19. minutes sounds very fast because I, I like when a plane falls out of the sky, it takes minutes to hit the earth. <laughs> And a plane is only a couple of miles up. Mm. Well, it's about 10 miles up. Or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The f- I'm, no, I'm not a physics. Yeah, I'm just thinking no if, if it takes minutes to walk to fall 10 miles. I don't know. Maybe as well, you see, as you're falling toward the center of the earth, you'd be accelerating. And no, there is a terminal velocity that you'd Well, yeah, but graphic, or not faster graphic. What's the other thing called that we talked about? I mentioned earlier, graf- gravity. Gravity does affect you differently as you're traveling through the earth because the different yeah, layers have m- different amounts of gravity. And then, of course, as you pass yeah. the center... You, you, you're, it's the it's the velocity you have going through, falling down that keeps you because you're now technically falling up, and eventually you will get to the out. You'll come out of the hole, and your velocity will and you'll fall into it again. Well, uh, uh, yeah, if it's if it's you know if it's done right properly, you can probably just step off. <laughs> well, I'm glad we are discussing the big topics of the day and oh, yeah. figuring this out. Yeah. So yeah, 19 minutes to fall to the center hmm. of the earth. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Well, I kind good. of, I kind of, my gut tells me that that mathematician guy just. Made that up, but anyway. But the actual answer was, if, if, if you ever asked the question, um, if, um, what do you call that, um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what's the, 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 the answer to the question? 42. Life, the universe and everything? Yeah. It's 42. Yeah. It's actually, four, it was 42 minutes to fall right through the planet. Oh. So life, the universe, if you, can, mm. if you dig the hole and do that, yeah. the, the question will be answered. And you know that they did try digging, well, obviously they weren't going to try to dig to the middle of the earth, but they mm. just tried to dig a hole as deep as they could been doing it now for you know, 19 or 20 years or something and um they're a couple of miles down mm. the deepest the deepest um point i think we have is just over two miles in south africa in a diamond mine diamond mine and it's a couple of miles down and it's apparently insane down there because it's incredibly hot all the time because you not know, that far down into the mm. earth but it has its own it takes so long just to get up out of it that people don't the workers down there just live down there oh so there's God. an entire economy of getting yeah. everything that a city needs or a small town or whatever you want to call it down there, as in including booze, uh, sex workers, drugs, all that stuff. All the essentials. All the essentials, yeah, yeah you know. Prob- is it? Probably food as well, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, it's uh, apparently it's meant to be huh. just an insane. Is that deeper than the Marianas Trench? How deep is the Marianas Trench? Is that, that in the sea? That's the sea trench. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it is, yeah, but how deep is that? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's know deeper the number, than that. but it's very... 
Mm. No, I think the Mar- Mar- I think the Mariana Trench is deeper. Yes, I would think sure. so too. Yeah, I, I also think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah, very good. What do, you, what do you got for us, Mart? Do you know I don't really have anything for you because I just didn't really think or anything really. All right, but off the top of my head, I'm just going to say, Russia. What about it? What is going on there? I know. Normally, I kind of like try to bring something interesting or new. This is like the biggest news story that's happened in the last couple of weeks. So what? everyone already this is knows the biggest. It. You're you're talking about during the weeks where we found out Ryan Turbody got a, a few extra euros in his wage packet, and you're saying Russia is the big story? Actually, okay. Well, firstly, I'm just going to say for our listeners who are not from Ireland, um, there is an Irish TV presenter. Correct me if I tell any of the story wrong, but who got into I guess trouble. There's always a bit of controversy because there are a few key presenters in Irish television that are paid what is commonly considered an excessive amount of money. Like, you know, what what, what do we remember what is salary? 345,000 I think or something. Yeah, like something like that. And I mean that's more than the president of America makes. And he's and I mean I always say this. I know I'm overly watching American stuff generally, but it's like you look at someone like Jimmy Kimmel. You may or may not like Jimmy Kimmel. But even if you don't, he's talented. He has an interesting show and he gets big guests on. And look, the, the people in, in, in Irish TV, they're just not that good. They're eh, okay for the older demographic generally, I think. But a lot of them aren't. Like probably the best presenter to come out of Ireland is Graham Norton? He's on British TV. He's on British TV. Yeah. You know, so it's like he's fantastic. Yeah, but it, it's it's just there's a big, huge deal about this, and this actually goes on to another thing, which is definitely a bugbear of mine. Um, and again, I'll just <laughs> go into the detail for all of our non-Irish listeners. Um, the way that RTE get money, I guess some of it, yeah, or some of it is they they charge a TV license. So if you have a TV and if you watch RTE. You have to pay ah, RTE. If you have a television in your house, regardless of whether you watch well, exactly. RTE or I, I not. I was going to build up to <laughs> yeah, that because yeah. th- the logic is, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if you watch Netflix, you pay Netflix money. If you watch Disney Plus, you pay Disney money. But RTE have rigged the system to say, if you have a TV, you have to pay us money. And even if you literally don't ever watch the RTE channels... You still have to pay the money. I do have to uh, a point a point of point of what's the word order? Point, yeah, point of order. It's actually the Irish government that make you pay yes. the television license fee. And now they're saying, well, when we say television, we mean a screen of any kind, whether that be a television screen, computer screen, phone screen, tablet screen. You got to pay the money. Yeah, because what people have started doing is just saying, oh yeah, well, I don't have a TV. I just only use my laptop. Yeah. So they, I don't think they, I don't know if they brought that in yet, but they just yeah. they're rewriting the law to say. Any screen at all. If there's a screen in your house, give us money. Yeah, but like, and I, that money goes. To, that money goes. Does go. It does pay the wages of these hyperinflated so and so's in, in RTE. But it also pays for programming as well. It makes TV shows. Do you know what I mean? Like a it lot makes of stuff. The news. It makes the news. It makes uh, current affairs shows. And we're very lucky that we have a relatively independent news. You know. Yeah, I will say that's probably the only thing in the defense of their their current affairs shows are good. And their news is, and I know for a fact that a lot of people, most people would disagree with this, relatively unbiased, relatively. say, compared to America, where there is no real objective news. There's just two sides putting spin on things, yeah. kind of real Russia style. Um, yeah, and of course, as a nation, we're small. We've only got five million people. And if we didn't have the television license, we probably wouldn't have a national broadcaster. And we would be relying on 
Okay, well, everything from another po- point of order that this is how they collect this money. What I think they should do is just cut the shit and say, give me money, bitches, and just take my money out of my salary. They should just, because it is a tax. Mm-hmm. What they do instead is they're trying to basically say, well, if you happen to have a screen, well, hello, we're on planet Earth in the Western world. Every single person has a screen. Just take the damn money. Cut the cut the crap because what happens is they employ people mm-hmm. who go around door to door. And that's the problem. You can't change it because those people are civil servants. And trying to get a civil servant out of their job or change their job or even empty the drawer their, in, in their desk without there being a hula a hoopla I mean, about it. You can't it's just do it. how much do it. are they paying these people to walk around housing estates, knocking on doors and asking, do you have a TV license? Let me see it. Yeah. I mean, that's a salary of a human being to get... A, a hundred quid off, a hundred sixty quid but off. But it somebody. goes further than that, and not just television licenses. Like what I don't understand is is this 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 thing of if you see somebody doing something, if you, say you're doing a thing, and then you see someone else doing a thing, the same thing you're doing but better, surely you're going to go. Do you know what? That's a much better way of doing this job that I've been trying to do. I'm going to do it that way. Right? Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we've seen in different countries much better ways of doing things than what we do with them here in Ireland, for example, and yet. And and the reason they can't just go, that's a much better way of doing it. Let's do it that way, is because they would be either having to retire civil servants or move civil servants, and you can't. They just won't have it. And it's it's crazy. Like one example is in uh, either Australia or New Zealand, you pay tax on petrol and diesel in your car to drive it around, mm-hmm. and you pay quite a bit. We do too, don't we? We do. Yeah. On top of all our other taxes as well, mm. but we pay. We pay tax. We pay tax on the petrol and stuff we put in our car, but we also pay road tax, and we also pay tax when we get uh, work done on the garage. We also pay tax when we get the um, NCT done on the car. All those things. It's tax and tax and tax and tax. But in Australia, you don't have road tax. It's worked into the price of the petrol. Really? Yeah. It's or, or, or New Zealand. It's one of those. See, countries. that makes sense because yeah. the more Dang. you use, the more you pay. It's a hundred percent fair. You can't have a fairer system than that. The more you're on the road, the more you're driving, the more tax mm. you're paying. And then if you're a um, haulier, if you're if your job is to move stuff from A to B, you basically still have to pay for your petrol or your diesel or whatever, but every year when you're doing your taxes, you submit your receipts with your taxes, and then you get a rebate on your fuel. So it works out really, it, mm. allow, it, it encourages people to be in those, in those businesses, it encourages people to you know, have bus companies and all that kind of stuff, but you just get, you know, it just makes sense. And yet, we can't turn around and say that because there's a whole crowd of people working in an office down in Shannon whose job it is to send you out the letters to say, oh, your tax is up in your car, you need to go and pay the money for that. Yeah. And, there's, and I'm sure there's tons of other examples of that around the world as well. Like They do something so much better than we do. But the thing, the thing that started all this was... The oh, Ryan Tuberty. No, the Ryan Tuberty, but before that... Uh, Russia. Put, Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Wait, no, we've gone on to a way more important issue here. <laughs> Ryan Tuberty. Yeah, Ryan Tuberty, this Irish presenter's big salary. So, but basically, so what, do you, like... Uh, I mean, no, there, there's nothing really to say because I'm just going to be stating something everyone knows. <clears throat> like, the, it was a literal, unbelievable turn of events in Russia that just was shocking. Yeah. You know, when... when now... So then the guy that um, that was the head of the... Um, Wagner Group. The Wagner Group. I forget his name. Prozigan. Yeah, Prozigan. Something like that. So he has gone in into the country to the north. Yeah, Belarus. Belarus. And I would give him three, four weeks before he's found dead with a well, cup of tea. that's the thing I don't understand. I don't understand... 
I think he did the march on Russia thinking he was going to get a lot more support than he did. And then he's like halfway there thinking, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Yeah. This is this is this is actually working. <laughs> and um, I think he just knew if I get there, I'm not going to win this fight. So when Lushinchenko, whatever his name is, the Belarusian president, <laughs> and that's a total puppet state of Russia. Yeah. Kind of somehow brokered a deal where your men get to walk away. That makes Putin look so weak and so bad. Like as a dictator, it's shocking that Putin took that deal. I don't, I'm amazed at that. Mm. I literally don't understand at all how that went the way it did. Well, it's I mean, very strange. No, but it, it is very, very I, strange. I, I don't have much to say on this, believe it or not, but it probably Putin was happy with it because it left all the soldiers, presumably the Wagner of the Wagner group, to go back fighting against the Ukrainians. Mm. I, I have no idea. If no, I it's just that, that it makes him look so bad. Oh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so what have you got for us today, though? Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about was last week, myself and Linda were going to enter, enter this podcast into a um, kind of a new podcast competition. It's like, is your like, do you have a new podcast type of thing? Okay. So we um, we were got, Linda was filling in all the paperwork, and at the bottom of the paperwork, at the bottom of the like, she came to the small print. Is it mm-hmm. now for the legal stuff? When she read the legal stuff, there was a thing there saying, if you, it said, on applying for this competition, and without trying to re, you know, uh, without trying to... You don't need to give the word for word. Yeah, yeah, without trying to the word for word thing. Rather trying to paraphrase too much, uh, too exactly. They were basically saying, if you merely apply for this competition, um... It, oh yeah, like, okay, so Linda said, I was going to enter the podcast into the Go Loud podcast competition and I just read the small print before submitting the application. I'm glad I did it. It's mad stuff. <laughs> In reading it right, um, you they would own, if I'm reading it right, they would own everything to do with the podcast for perpetuity. What does perpetuity mean? Forever. forever. Oh, forever, okay. Uh, just by submitting the application. They have another part in the terms and conditions that says that you waive any moral rights by submitting stuff to them. That sounds like um, like the... Oh, yeah. So, it's so ridiculous, isn't basically, it? Basically, uh, what are they called? The Go, go, go Loud. Go Loud. Go Loud <laughs> podcast competition. Go Loud comp... But you know what the sad thing is, is that that's probably a standard thing in a lot of these competitions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really bad because it's literally... Imagine, let's say... Because everyone and their dog is doing a podcast these days. But imagine that a company can just decide let's try to just get legal ownership oh, yeah, over you, as many of them as possible up all in the, case exactly yeah, yeah hoover up a million and if one becomes a hit boom they own it yep. that's shocking yeah. bad yeah, yeah. so but just I, well <clears throat> that's amazing or, the most amazing thing about that to me is that linda read <laughs> the small print <laughs> yes <laughs> round of applause for linda oh, for hey, reading the small linda. print because first human in history <laughs> 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 have um, you read the terms and conditions? I actually have. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, on to a totally, totally different thing. Did you know that if a if you have a hundred cows, okay, mm-hmm. counter mm-hmm. cattle, and they all have baby cows, okay, um, the cow is either going to be male or female, probably. If it's female, good, because they will. If you're a dairy, let's say specifically if you're a dairy farmer, this specifically if you're a dairy farmer, if you're a dairy farmer, the cow will have a let's say a female cow which means you can get milk from it which is good that cow is worth something you don't have to specify female cow a cow if you have a cow yeah. if you have a male a calf a bull yeah. 
the odds are that that calf is going to be slaughtered within days or All right. or a week or something. Now, in places like New Zealand, the cow is allowed to, the bull is allowed to grow up to a certain, I think, uh, I don't know if it's 12 weeks or something, and then it's slaughtered. Given it, given it, this is what your life could be life. Yeah, it's literally that. Yeah. Whereas in, whereas a lot of other countries, they're like, oh, it's a, it's a, um, it's a bull. It's a bull, kill it straight away. No, no, no I don't want to go on a, on a tangent here, but, and I don't know, I don't want to interrupt your story either, but. No, no, that's it, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, when you're just talking, because like, I don't know, I like meat a lot. Mm. And I did try to be a vegetarian once when I saw some documentary about lambs being killed and I was like oh man that's awful science of lambs but, no, but then it you know <laughs> it's just hard it's really hard to be a vegetarian mm. yeah. because it's just meat is so nice mm. but um, as you as we all know now there's like growing lab grown meat and stuff oh, like that oh yeah there is yeah what are your what's your thought on lab grown meat as long as it's tasty I'm absolutely okay with it I mean it's yeah. literal meat so why wouldn't yeah. it be tasty yeah if, it's t- if it tastes like a sausage I'll eat it. <laughs> so basically what they do is they just take cells from a pig or from a cow or whatever and grow it in a lab. No actual pig or cow is ever killed. You get the meat and you can eat it. Would you eat a human burger? Made that way. Mm, soil and green. I'd taste it. So that's a yes, you would yeah. eat a human burger. Yeah, uh, no, I, oh, no, hold on. I might not eat the entire burger. Well, I mean, yeah. I would it might, taste it. Like, I'd t- oh, be like, oh, oh. Uh, you know what? This isn't for me. It's not very tasty. Well, let's say you ate it, right? Like, because then imagine you could do designer uh, human burgers, yeah? Yeah. Oh, like, could be oh, like the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, <laughs> like get a cell from like, uh, you know. Oh, well, maybe not Marilyn Monroe. Just <laughs> been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, imagine eating a George Clooney burger. Mm. You know? Yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad well, Pitt. Where why, my why, mind just, why is it just Ocean's Eleven? I don't. <laughs> yeah, but what I was going to say is, would you eat your own burger? A Barry burger? It <laughs> even has a good ring to it. Actually, it does, that, that marketing Barry, does burger, itself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, again, I'd, I'd probably taste it because it's, it's, it's food. Look, it's edible food that's not going to kill you. So I would definitely taste it. I, I'm I'm very open to tasting food that I've never tasted before. But wait a second, might not finish it's, it. Okay, here's a question that I don't. I Pardon. literally have no idea about. Yeah. The the reason we're okay with eating an animal's DNA, basically, that has nothing to do with our DNA. Oh yeah. So is that not the argument against eating a Barry burger? Well, what? Because it's human DNA. We're well, eating on. the human DNA. Does it DNA. have to be a burger? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking now if they could shape it like a steak. <laughs> well, yeah, of course they would. Yeah, you could grow it whatever way you wanted. Yeah, yeah. or like you'd really fool people then because then you're like, oh, how do you think of your own steak, your Barry, your Barry steak? And you'd be like, didn't think much of that now. So, oh, try this, these Barry... Uh, <laughs> Barry fish fingers. Fish fingers, yeah, these Barry pork sausages. <laughs> I mean, it seems weird, mm. but it's way more humane and, I guess, morally right to eat a human burger grown that way than it is to eat the burger made from a calf that never got so to grow up. Do you see a point in the future where we have almost like Star Trek replicators, except where you just you go up to it and you kind of, I don't know, some of your flakes of skin in there and, and say, Give me, make me a fry. <laughs> I'd say it'll be more likely that you'll see a point in the future where you'll just be eating little bugs that are cooked. Oh yeah, bugs are no, huge. but before, but after that point. Well, I mean, I guess because c- already lab-grown meat is a thing. It's mm. just that it's expensive. Yeah, and yeah, and that'll come down definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I can see it being a thing. Yeah. yeah Although that's I very think there's always going to be a taboo about eating human meat, even though when you process it and obtain it that way, there's really no moral. You're not going to get logical. What's it called? CBG. 
Christopher yeah. Jacob disease. Yeah, that's the one. Um, interesting tangent. Yeah. Sorry, I don't even know how that <laughs> happened. No. Oh, yeah, you were talking um, about killing cows, it. and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so do you think there's anything wrong in killing a cow when he's like days old? Makes no odds. Right. I mean, well, really? I'm going to say straight up. You know, if you read the Bible, God put the animals there for us to eat. That's explicitly okay. their purpose. But there's <laughs> one thing. Think? There's one thing eating the animal and slaughtering it for eating and etc. No, this it's is slaughtering purely for the. It costs money to feed it. Oh, so they just kill it just because they don't want it. Oh yeah, it's only economic. Throw it in a pile. Um, it gets shipped off to other companies yeah, that use they, it. It still gets food eaten, and, so yeah. it's not wasted, if you know what I mean. But what I was going to say is, it's probably the, the, the right starting point isn't to start, oh, don't kill animals because whatever. The right starting point is treat them humanely during their life and slaughter them as humanely as possible when you're going to kill them to eat them. And then once we get there, then you can start doing all the other nice frills. And I think the EU is fairly good at regulating that kind of stuff. But then you look over in the States and it's like, oh, that's just a mess. It's awful. But every country has its uh, tolerances. Hmm. As yeah. in, and I mean, by tolerances, I mean how much crap is allowed to get into your food before they go, okay, we better not. Actually, better, yeah. better pull up on that now. That, now you're talking something else. And yeah. that reminds me of, um, this is probably, we don't want to go off to, on too much of a tangent. But you know, when we discovered antibiotics, it was one of the greatest discoveries of man. Because, you know, you're able to kill these things that were killing causing us. <laughs> killing us, exactly. Yeah. And then they decided, hey, let's use these just to, you know... Everything. Uh, for cattle, just give it in the food for all of them. Yeah. And essentially, by doing that, you're exposing your antibiotics to pathogens that are going to evolve and adapt to be immune to those antibiotics. Thus, essentially, if you look at it that way, all antibiotics have a certain amount of uses before they become useless. And we're using those uses on just cattle so we can have food. Yes. Burgers. It's like, I don't understand why there isn't some kind of a authority that can stop that mm. somewhere, somehow. Oh, they're they're probably tried, but then someone said, here's a pile of cash, shut uh, your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then went, okay. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, um, universities. Does anyone know the major difference between a university and a college? In Ireland? Uh, let's say in Ireland, yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird because I went to University College Dublin, so like they're yeah exactly both. Yeah. I didn't the know university was the refers to a large institute offering both undergraduate and graduate programs, and a college could be community colleges, technical schools, and liberal arts colleges. Uh, that it's a very loose thing, especially considering in Ireland where we've named all the RTCs colleges now. Yeah, so and, and well, yeah, they're they're, they're changing, and they, they'll change that again in five years. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. I think. Um, what is the uh, the biggest university in the world? In the or world. The, what's the university that takes the most students? Oh, it's probably something like LU or something like that. Los Angeles. The University of Life. <coughs> no. I'm thinking Los Angeles or something like that. Right. I have no idea. No, it is the... Um, the or Calcutta. In- Indriya Gandhi National oh, University. Barry, you were on the nose there, right? Uh, is the largest university like that have 3.5 million students matriculated. So nearly as many people as there are in Ireland. Yep. In, as students. Yep. Ooh. Getting a degree after being there for what, a week? <laughs> no, no. I, and then going off and getting their job in IT. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, um, okay, so what's the oldest university in the world? How old is it? Oxford. I have no idea. And it's almost as old as the Incan Empire. 
It is, in fact, the University of Bologna. Bologna? Oh. Bologna? Did you just Bologna. come up with that part, or do you think... There's something about it. I think I had it in one of my facts a few oh, weeks ago. Because it sounds <laughs> semi-plusible, and I don't I know enough the about Oxford, history to know. Is well, that the Oxford, I know the Oxford University was around a couple of hundred years at the same time as the Incan. Well, well listen to this, Barry. Bologna. Uh, the Bologna. the uh, Bologna, yeah. The University of Bologna in Italy was established in, eight, in 1088. Okay. Whereas the second oldest is Oxford, which was established in 1096 or 1167. Yeah, there's that's, a gap. That's a big gap. That's there's a big, a big gap, yeah. Um, then there's the University of Salamanca. The Sorbonne uh, was established in 1060 to 1250. Okay. Oh, there they're both. Everyone yeah. had the same idea at the same time. Yeah. And you know Stanford University? How old is that? Stanford in America? Stanford in America is younger than America. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, 137 years old. Mm. Yale? Same-ish. 321 years old. That's oh, right. why I saw on uh, Rachel's uh, t-shirt there was a 1701. Ah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Uh, our college is Trinity College. How old is it? No idea. One of the oldest in Europe. It was founded in 1592. Wow, like 500 years after the first one. Hey, it's not a catch <laughs> up like there, one of them. <laughs> it might be one uh, of the oldest ones, but it took them a while, didn't it? UCD, 1854. Brand new, it's a baby. Yeah. And that's it. What is the dead man's hand? Is that a hand in poker? Yep. I don't I don't know know it's, in, it's also in the yeah. uh, Motorhead song. Um, you know Ace of Spades. Yeah, the Ace of Spades. I don't know what hand I, it is. I don't though. know what hand it is either. It's the dead man's hand is a card. It was You heard of Wild Bill Hit, uh, Hitchcock. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you hear him? Yes. He was a gunslinger and a, he was a folk hero of the American Old West. Died in Deadwood. Yeah. And he was shot by James Jack McCall in uh, 2nd of August, 1876. And when he died, the hand that was in his hand was, uh, what was it all? It was, I really, it was uh, two aces and two eights. Oh man, that's not a bad black. hand. That is and, not a bad hand. Yeah. And uh, so that's the dead man's hand. I don't okay. know what the fifth card was. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I mean, matter. yeah, it's just a, you have two aces, two pair. Two eights. Yeah, two aces. I think, and, and some people, unless somebody else happen to have two aces and two eights as well, and then it would be like, then and I, the fifth card comes into play. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's that. Uh, Jack McCall. Interesting thing about that in, in the TV show Deadwood, the actor that played Jack McCall. Oh, I didn't see it actually. Oh, watch Deadwood. Yeah, it's a fantastic show. It's. It's a great show, but I will say one thing, and this isn't a spoiler, it's kind of to give people a heads up. Hmm. You know many shows get axed kind of before they get a chance to wrap it up properly? Yeah. Um, that's one of them. No. Because I remember the, when I was watching it, uh, the, the last season kind of really was building up to this crescendo of the big showdown that was going to happen at the end, and then like the baddies were riding into town, and then the episode ended, and then, then just axed it and never made more. Unless they came back and maybe made a movie after, but at the I time, think they did, and because I'm thinking, I, I'm sure the story finished. Uh, uh, maybe, but, yeah. yeah. When I was uh, watching, but it's, at the it, time, it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it, like a lot of those shows, yes, okay, they they get axed and they don't finish. It doesn't matter. The journey is. Still I agree fantastic. with you. I agree with you. Um, really good shows. I know like of a that. friend who's hellbent if 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 they hear nah that show was axed before its time. I'm not going to watch it and commit myself to a story that I just I'm not going to get a completion of. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. Just 
Yeah. It's still enjoyable. It's still enjoyable. And Deadwood, uh, but they, they they obviously liked the actor that played Jack McCall in it because he came back like a season or two later playing a completely different character. Oh, right, okay. Like <laughs> from a, like a... a Where does hat reload so nobody would yeah, recognize yeah, him? Yeah, That's yeah, weird because clean, you would really think they wouldn't get away with that. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, it was Star Trek. I've done it a few times. T- chalk and cheese. Well, like. I don't know the actor who plays Wayun. Do you know the in Deep Space Nine? He, or Jeffrey Coombs, he was in... I'd say two dozen different roles in Star Trek. Oh, yeah. But an amazing one is, you know, the actor who plays Tom Paris in... Oh, yeah. Voyager. Voyager. Mm -hmm. He was in a TNG episode as a character just like it. I don't know if you remember the one where Wesley Crusher was in the Academy and... No. There was this... (laughs) There was, well, there was this kind of, anyway. Blocked I do, out, I do. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. Blocked out and a lot of Wesley Crusher stuff. Oh, actually, in that episode, there was also, um, what's her face? She was in Grey's Anatomy later on. I don't know Grey's Anatomy at all. Oh, okay. Neither do I, for the record. Anyway. Yeah. So a sh- we a show on, on random facts there. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, yeah, the future We are going to move on to the future of cinema. Wonderful stuff. So, I suppose, does anybody have any kind of... Uh, I would like to start to talk about a, a movie that I haven't seen. Can I ask you both a question first oh, before yes. we go into it? Just to ask, what do you even interpret by the question? Okay, now, yeah, I know that we, we came up with the topic, so we should know. Mm. But I, I know we didn't discuss it or really hammer it out. So yeah, we, we don't do have, meetings. So. Yeah, we may have different perspectives on, you know, the future of cinema. That's the title. But yeah. I know in my mind, I'm imagining that to be also including streaming and TV shows and just general kind of that kind of content. Oh, God, no. I just look cinema, the cinema, and that's it. Cool. Okay. I didn't look at TV or streaming or anything. Yeah. My interpretation is more like Mart's, and it's for the near to 20 years ahead in the future. Hmm. Oh, man, I was looking at like 10,000 years down the road. <laughs> yeah, no, well. I wasn't. And then, uh, I should say as well, Barry, you yeah. are an actual real McCoy actor, so mm-hmm. you should be, I'm expecting you to bring some gold to this one. Oh, yeah, okay. No pressure. All right. Well, tell us what you've... T- name a big thing you did or something. Well, I haven't done anything big. Uh, well, you so were in room. You yeah, were a yeah. scummy drug so dealer. You, for so you just method acting. Uh, <laughs> essentially. So, uh, like, yeah, I mean, I've been acting for a long time. And, well, for a good few years and mostly stage stuff. But I have done some stuff for TV, like like Rust and Rune, which, again, for our non-Irish people, that's an Irish-language soap opera, uh, which airs exclusively on an Irish-language channel. So... Paid for by our TV licenses paid that we were bitching about earlier, yeah, so maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't be. Yeah, uh, and I've done a load of uh, made-for-TV movies and uh, historical reconstructions and <coughs> stuff like that on TV. It, acting is just one of the most funnest things you can do, so yeah, I hmm. really enjoy it. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was a movie I haven't seen, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called The Congress. I have never even heard of it. No, I, I heard of it because... We were talking about it right before we left the house. Oh. Yeah. So the Congress... The, the Congress Mary Margaret is it a new brought movie? it up, Barry. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's, it's, it's from 10 years ago. It, was, um, it debuted at Cannes in 2013, and it yeah. got a cinematic release in 2014. It had an $8 million budget and made $360,000 at the cinema. Um, so obviously... Whoa. <laughs> crashed. It got 6.5, though, I think. It got 6.5... On IMDb. I think the score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six point five or six point okay. four. Um, I think. It basically the story of it is it stars Robin Wright as herself, kind of. Who's Robin Wright? Robin Wright, uh, the Princess Bride, um, Game of uh, House of Cards. Um, what else was she in? She didn't know, uh, is she the wife pe- in House Penny. of Cards? Yeah, Penny in uh, not Penny. Jenny. Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so she kind of plays herself, but insofar as that her her version of herself is that she was difficult to work with and her career stalled right after The Princess Bride, which is she made when she was quite young. Um, her agent then sets up a, media, a meeting with a studio head who offers her a deal. So they will use technology to map and record every movement, word, expression, and emotion reaction that she can do digitally and create an AI version of Robin Wright and then pay her a pile of money and they get to use that in perpetuity. That is, means, is that, that a real means, thing? That means forever. Which is forever. Yeah. Um, no, that's not a real thing. There's a movie. Oh, in the movie. I <laughs> yeah. thought that you were saying that that's... Ah, oh, well, that's fascinating. Park, yeah, that's at Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> the dinosaurs are coming. <laughs> um, so they give her a lot of money to do this. Uh, and then oh. the, in exchange, she, the real actress Robin Wright, or the, the character that Robin Wright was playing, which was Robin mm-hmm. Wright, could never act again. So that was the deal oh. they gave her. We're going to take everything, your voice, your movements, your expressions, your emotions, everything that you do as an actor or actress, give you a pile of money, but you can never act again, right? Uh, and she agrees, and the AI version of her becomes a superstar, and she discovers that the contract expands beyond any boundaries that she could possibly have imagined, right? So there's an awful lot in there, because obviously with the AI and chat GPT, surprise, surprise, that rears his head again, uh, that, I think that's some, one of the things that's really interesting, but this is 10 years ago. Also in the movie was a scene in which Top Cruise has managed to regain and retain his popularity thanks to Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, a very wow. prophetic movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also the general public using the internet in it to present a negative free version of themselves and to escape their daily lives, which that's what they do now, but yeah. like in 2013, again, was fairly hmm. out there. Um, but... The reason I was when I was reading up on the movie, I was I was kind of struck by the whole uh, fact that we were still in a writer strike, and they're still they're talking about how one of the things they're talking about is that, yeah, you could turn around and, and ask the AI say you could try to write the script for, Lethal Weapon four or five five, um, but then you could go to the AI and say hey, write me the script for Lethal Weapon five and do it six or seven times and then just take the best bits of each one that it does and try and build a script out and then go to Hollywood and say there you go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Without, yeah. Well, you're doing a little bit of work, I guess. Definitely, though, that particular topic that you're talking about is something that I find interesting because um, I don't know if you've heard of the movie The Flash that just came out. Yes. I've heard of it, haven't seen it. And it's tanked terribly. Heard Has of it. it. Yeah, but one of the things... About, see, all these mega blockbuster superhero movies cost hundreds of millions to make, mm. and then they get the main actor to go and do all these tours and do all these shows and you know, be at all the talk shows and stuff, promoting the movie. Mm. But the main actor, see, it's like the DC Universe just cannot get a break. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, Ezra yeah, Miller. exactly. He, apparently, and I'm only going to say this is what I've seen in the media. Yeah, allegedly. He, he comes can, across as an asshole, completely. If, if you put the word allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yes, no, but there's covered. all sorts of things like yeah. drunk driving. Allegedly. Um, uh, no, allegedly, like choking a woman in a bar, yeah. all sorts of things like that. It's just like... He just, he seems like, now maybe again, it's one of those things, he's a young guy who hit it so big so early on and he wasn't able to handle the fame and there's probably, that's what's really going yeah, on. But at the after, same time. After I was in Rust and Ruin, I didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's just, <laughs> but it, the, the thing is, when, back in the old days, you're doing a movie, you hope your actor will kind of keep his nose clean for the next, you know, six months while the promotions are going on and all that. And then away he goes and you don't care if he goes and does anything after yeah. that. But now with these big cinematic universes that they're trying to build, and you know, there's obviously the MCU, there's the, the DCEU, but there was also, I'm sure you know, uh, I can't remember what I think it was, Universal Studios were trying to do... A Hammer. Uh, a Hammer one, yeah, yeah, with all the horror movies. So 
you're suddenly finding yourself, if you pick an actor, you are betting a house that this guy doesn't have any, or girl, doesn't have any, a woman, doesn't have any skeletons in their closet. <laughs> you sound like Monty Python now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm just starting to realise, well, don't be so old school in your phraseology. But another one, do you know Jonathan Majors, who is Kang? If you look at the first kind of era of the MCU, where Thanos was the big mm. bad guy, and um, Thanos, that went on for about 10 years with the, the, the uh, what do you call them, Infinity Stone yes, storyline. Yeah. Now that's done, and now they're kind of telling a new big years-long expanding storyline with a new big bad guy that's going to expand over 10 or 20 movies. And that particular villain is called Kang. Okay, Kang yeah, I heard Conqueror. of that, yeah. I didn't hear that. Well, he is a, um, a one of the bigger characters in the comics mm. and the character itself. That's why it's all about the multiverse now, because yeah. he's a multiversal person. Like, did, did, uh, you, did you watch... What did you say the actor was called? Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors. Okay. Uh, yeah. did, did you watch Ant-Man? Quantum Mania. No, no, I haven't seen Quantum Mania yet. yet. No, yeah. not well, yet. he's the big bad guy in that, and ah, he's going to appear his, in a lot. That's his introduction. No, he actually got introduced, believe it or not, and to me, it was a perfect introduction uh, at the end of Loki. Ah, don't that watch Loki. Loki watch is Loki definitely one of like if I look at all of the, um, and this is another bit of a conversation that I'd like to go and have maybe later on in this conversation about future of cinema, is how. The cinematic stories are now spilling out to mm. the TV in yeah. the streaming services. Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, Star Trek and all those. Well, actually, Star Trek was traditionally always a TV show, but Star Wars. No, you're right. You know, you're absolutely right. But Star Wars was always primarily cinema, cinema and now yeah. it's spilled over. Um, and of course, all the MCU stuff was all cinema, and then suddenly it was WandaVision and all those. Yeah. But anyway, um, Jonathan Majors was there. This is our guy. He's going to be the big bad. We are betting that this guy is going to be our featuring in the next dozen movies over the next decade. Yeah. And then it came out. His girlfriend is like, he's beating me. He broke my <sighs> finger. He, you know, bruised me and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, I was reading all this and it's just like, what are they going to do? You, you kind of can't recast him. You can. And it was such a you big 100% deal. You 100% can. You could. Look, you what could. They did to, look what they did to Kevin Spacey. Booted him off House of Cards, booted him off a film he was made, The World Is Not, not The World Is Not Enough, that's James Bond, but something like that. Change, and literally just brought in another actor and refilmed the scenes and just went, to you, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I mean... I mean, you can't, 100%. But and I don't think anyone would have anything against that if, if we as a viewing public found out that this guy's a, a scumbag who hits women. I don't think anyone's... Everyone, well, some people might, but they're also in that same bracket, so fuck them. Uh, but normal people aren't going to be like... They're going to be like, yes, get rid of him. I, I should say, though, just to be very clear. Allegedly. Allegedly. But actually, I've actually looked into this. Mm. The court case is coming up in August, but already I can tell you, for an absolute fact, he definitely didn't do it. He has this crazy psycho ex that totally oh. tried to tank his career because he broke up with her. Oh. And that's literally what happened. And there's all, there's like multiple different ev evidence. There's like oh. CCTV footage. There's body cam footage of cops. There's the driver. Oh, man. He, there's dozens well, of she witnesses. Well, she's just been sent so, to jail in her hospital I mean, or something. Anyway, my, my point is though, the, the, like if I was say an executive in Disney or, you know, in the DCEU now, hmm. and I'm looking at, okay, we're going to have to get an actor, um, and this actor is going to be not just in a movie, mm. they're going to be in three or four of their own movies in the next 10 years, Plus, and also in multiple other movies as and appearances. And TV shows. So mm. suddenly it looks very appealing. Let's 
you could hire a person. And then again, you'll have something like Robert Downey Jr. He was meh, a good actor, mm. but not huge in 2008. He did Iron Man. Fast forward 12 years and he's telling the, 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 uh, the Marvel studio. Studios, give me personally 100 million quid to appear in your movie or I won't appear in it. And you yeah. can't do an Avengers movie without Iron Man. Yep. So, you know, once the actor gets big, whereas if you could do exactly what you're talking about in that movie, get someone, film, whatever you got, capture capture them into the computer, you yeah. know, <laughs> and you can just use their um, their likeness. And it's not like back in the day when, do you remember when Brandon Lee un, died? It was um, Uncanny Valley. And they had to, exactly, they had to kind of film, finish off the movie with, that was hard to do in a big deal. Mm. These days, it's just as easy to film and even make up Unre- an actor. Why yeah. Have you seen... Um, oh, actually, sorry, go on, go on. Well, no, I'm just saying, I would imagine from a movie producing perspective, it's got to be looking appealing, particularly if you're going to be, this is someone that we need to keep clean for the next 10 or 15 years. And this isn't this isn't a new thing. Like, if you read up on any of what, what were colloquially called the stars and starlets of early Hollywood... Yeah, yeah. They, it is littered with stories of the studios that, and back in them days, the studios literally owned you. You signed a mm. contract with a studio and that was it. You made films for that studio and that was it. You didn't go off and do independence. You didn't go off and do anything else. You worked for MGM or you worked for... Paramount I can Paramount. I can't, that was 20th century. Yeah. I can't think of any other studio. <laughs> um, you worked for them and that was it. And they would have you, and, bec- and they gave you grueling schedules where you'd be filming like, you know, 18 hours a day and nine days a week somehow and, you know, no time off. And, and then when you weren't doing that, you were promoting or you were recording an album so they could milk, they milked every drop. So, of course, they were giving these stars every drug imaginable to keep them up when they needed them up and put them to sleep when they wanted them to put them to sleep. So for that's been forever in Hollywood. So I, I, I'm sure there are studio heads and producers going, "Oh yeah, this would be great, wouldn't it? A, a star that would be a star that would that we just bring out and put in a movie, yeah, and would be perfect every single time." And there is, I, I think I said this in a previous podcast episode for some reason, um, but this is one bit of the MCU that I am sad about uh, because I love the MCU and all the movies and everything and the characters, but it's kind of. Sad to think Iron Man is now dead. Yeah. So he's never going to meet Reed Richards. And in the comic books, these two are always collaborating because they're the two greatest minds, you know, and, you know, working but no, together. And, and and the, the bad, but the bad thing is because they're from comic books and because it's so comic book, they can. They, oh, no, but see, they can, but Robert Downey Jr. isn't going to be interested to come back and reprise oh, no, his role. Or just, it's a different multiverse Iron Man. So you're all, yeah, different. yeah, I know what you mean, but then it's not our Iron Man. I know, you know, I know, but it's, it's like, new, a, yeah. it's like when. Who's Reed Richards? Well, he's like the. John Fantastic. Krasinski? No, no, no. They're not going to... No, I see, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to use a different actor, but because Reed Richards isn't yet established, yeah. you know, they I had know a bit what of... You mean. But, um, but also even, do you know, I was, this is what I was talking about before, where the, they're going to do a Secret Wars mm. uh, movie where in the comic books, they just scooped up all these, <clears throat> you know, the biggest villains and the biggest goodies and just put them on a planet to fight it out. Yeah. And, you know, all of the... But if they're going to do that Secret Wars movie... Like, you're not going to have, what is it, Chris Evans come back as um, Captain America. No. So, and, and if he did come back, he would be, I guess they can use de-aging technology and stuff. I'm just saying, surely, you know, if I was going to craft a whole new universe today, I can definitely see the appeal of saying, let's just CGI all the actors Actually, and you can use them forever. Here's a question I had in my stuff here. Would you pay, you know, your good money to see a film i'm gonna push it to the extreme here 
that had AI-generated actors with AI-generated voices, would you? I mean, I would be agnostic about how the stuff got made, no. as long so, as yeah. it's good. With an AI-generated script? Yeah. Um, again, if it's good, yeah. Where a computer just went, or a, a, someone just literally pressed a button. Mm, this yeah, is imaginable. Yeah. You could literally just press, like, put in a few prompts. Yeah. And it would make a one-hour, 35-minute film. Well, I think, you, Donald, I think you're phrasing this as if it's a challenging question. No, no, no. De- it, to some people, it's challenging. Well, uh, to some, definitely. To I would guess, for the vast majority of people, they don't care how the movie's yeah. made once it's good. 99.9% of people who go to the cinema do not sit through the credits and go, ah, well done, Casper Johnson. You did a good job but on I, the second Foley. I can definitely see the downside of, uh, you know, introducing AI and CGI you know, because there's, there's there's loads of careers that are just going to end. And mm. That's interesting about, um, you know, the new TV show from Marvel about the squirrels. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, invasion? Yes, Secret Invasion. Secret Thank you, Barry. Um, famously, the, the opening credits of that are all CGI. Sorry, not CGI. They're generated by AI. They're generated by AI, yeah. Which obviously is upsetting a lot of people who... Sophie's very, very anti that. Mm, of course, because well, obviously an artist would be. An artist is going to be. It's graphic artists and people like that that make those things. Then that's yeah. how they make their living. It's like uh, I think it was I think now I, I'm open to correction on this. Strangely enough, uh, very well researched fact I'm about to spit out now. Mm-hmm. Danny Trejo, the actor, the Mexican actor. Yeah, Machete. I think he's Mexican. He might be American. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, him. He was he's he says doesn't he doesn't do his own stunts now he's getting older as well but mm-hmm. like even back in the day he's saying he doesn't do his own stunts for the simple reason that that's somebody's job that's somebody's livelihood yeah, that's a good point and like I would do the same when I was on sets I would have I'd have to because I'm a, I, I'm a genuinely I'm a, I'm a helpful person I like helping people so if I see someone if, if if the director says move that table six inches that way and I'm standing right beside the table my instinct is to grab the table and move it. But you have to fight that because that is the art department's job. Art be the art department, wouldn't it? It's somebody else's job to do that, and therefore, on the sets of TV, on on, on TV, film, and even in in uh, in theatre, everyone has a, people have a job, and if you start doing their job, then yeah. they won't have a job because Linda, yeah, like so. Linda would have, Linda would tell the stories about how um, if she needed the a light plugged out, if she, like as doing set design, if you needed a light plugged out. You need to call the the sparks yeah. to plug it out and then move stuff around and then they'll plug it back in again. Yeah, yeah, and you know? that's that's and like if 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 a production can afford all of that, well, that's great. another thing. I mean, exactly, it's not like the Marvel are kind of so broke that they can't hire artists mm-hmm. to do. And did you see the new Secret Invasion TV show? I haven't started watching it yet. I nearly started watching last night, but I'm still watching Narcos Mexico. So I oh, I couldn't wait. I had to watch it. But yeah. anyway, uh, the the if you when you when you see the credits and you think, oh, AI generated that, and it's terrible. It's so bad. Well, that's good. And it's not. You know, sometimes I mean, it, art is always going to be subjective. So mm. it's clear that if I saw that, and if you told me a person did it, I would be thinking, oh, that's obviously a stylistic a stylistic choice they've gone with that I don't like. Followed followed by the I'm thought thinking, of some somebody's daughter at Disney. It's just got a job to do that. Well, it's yeah, nepotism but, because but it's I'm not thinking, good. If you're going to get AI to do a task and replace a human, make it good. But also, like, vet it. Surely they looked at it before they ah, put yeah. it up on the I mean, t- and went, eh. It could be a stylistic thing and I just don't like it, maybe. Mm. Tell me what you think the next time you yeah, see I'll, it. I'll I'm watch just it like, jeez, yeah. this is... I, I kind of knew going in because I'd heard it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to watch it 
and then I'm actually going to comment on this episode when it's up oh. on that. Actually, yes. Everyone else, all of our listeners, if you do choose to watch Secret Invasion, tell us what you think about the old credits. Are they as bad as I think they are? I don't know. Okay. Uh, just for the record, by the way, Danny Trio was born in Los Angeles. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. Mm. Come here. Um, March. Mm-hmm. Computer brain. We were last talking about the Congress. Yes, and how in the storyline of that movie, they basically recorded the, or what, it captured the likeness of a person. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah. asking, yeah, would you pay for, would you pay a cinema ticket for something that's 100% AI made? Of course, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, again, that's interesting. I, uh, it saddens me to think that, because there's a whole art industry, like, if you're an artist, it's going to be harder for you to find a job mm. than if you're a computer nerd. Because art jobs are not that common. And it saddens me that AI is going to make a lot of those jobs. And I'm quite happy to hear that AI is going to automate a lot of crappy tasks that no human wants to do. And if it generates enough unemployment, then we may have to reduce the working week or introduce uh, universal basic income. There's lots of things that AI displacing jobs is, is good. Even if in the short term there's a bit of pain or whatever, it is good overall for humanity. Replacing art jobs isn't good. That's sad. Do you know what that reminds me of? Um, back during, during World War Two, when um, some member of parliament in the UK said, you know, for their, um, they're trying to raise more money for the war <laughs> effort. And someone said, well, we should just simply cut money to the arts. Like, we're in the war. We don't need it. And, and Winston Churchill said, if we cut money to arts, he says, why are we fighting a war? Very good. Good man, Winston. Yeah, which was, good he, he wouldn't dog. he wouldn't allow any cuts to the to, to arts simply because, now again, pulling that out, out of, uh, off the top of my head, no. <laughs> no, no. That's a good quote. It's got to be true. It's probably true. Yeah, that was definitely Churchill. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, it's, it's like that, isn't it? It's like, these are artists, these are people who, whose livelihood depends on being creative and if their, if their job is taken by AI, you can't replace that. Like, you can't. Well, Barry, you were saying that you focused very much on cinema and cinema, cinema. Okay, <laughs> well, I was just joking, but go on. Oh, no, no, but um, but here is while focusing on cinema, here is another whole view to it, which is the streaming services. So our good friend and listener to the show, Aiden, um, I don't know Aiden's surname. Aiden Smith, real name. <laughs> <laughs> if that is your real name. <laughs> So <laughs> it's really, really close to Alan Smithy, isn't it? <laughs> Aiden Smith is at home. Like, hey, stop laughing at my name. <laughs> you know who Alan Smithy is? No, no. He's he's the name you see on films where the director goes, "You've done what to my movie? Take my name off it. I don't want anything to do with this." Oh, really? Yeah, Alan Smithy. Yeah, Alan Smithy. So, so um, Alan Smith. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Smith. put in loads of. Uh, Aiden gave us a few like uh, very good, interesting points. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he was talking about is that streaming is uh, going to be detrimental. To the cinema, mm. okay, and oh, I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. now, the, now one of the things we're talking about at home though is that um, there's many times in the past that we've said like, oh yeah, streaming is going to be detrimental. No, what we say, we were saying, oh or, TV, or, or yeah, we've said it many times that oh, this is going to be detrimental. TV is to going cinema. to kill the cinema, yeah. and then they said, oh, VCRs, that's going to kill the cinema. Hmm. Uh, we said, oh, um, COVID is going to kill the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we say? Um, virtual reality is going to kill the cinema. Probably just said that at some point before <laughs> Lawnmower Mare came out. And <laughs> um, but 
the one of the things that um, one thing one thing we do know for a fact is that video killed the radio star. It did. R.I.P. Um, so there's a handful of streaming services like Apple, Netflix, Disney, and Amazon, and they have bought. They're buying up the infrastructure of what is currently, like you know, the current movies and things. So, for example, Disney has bought bought Fox and Marvel. Amazon is buying people. Am- Apple owns loads. Wait, of Amazon's stuff. buying people. Amazon is well, buying for well, how they treat them in the warehouses and yes. yeah, 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 You know, they're enough. buying. Um, I'm not surprised. They're all buying. The, you, you get the they're, idea. They're yeah, all the intellectual properties yeah. are being bought up. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that uh, w- the point that um, that now Aiden was making a lot of points, and Aiden isn't here. He really should have been. So I'm not butchering his points. But here I go. Um, butcher them. Butcher way. He was saying. Um, that when you think about it, the when you have the likes of Disney, okay, Disney have built make loads of their money from um, like makes loads of their money from the parks and everything that they have. So oh, yeah. if they have like a pirate mountain, they're going to do loads of pirate the Caribbean stuff. If they have a um, Star Wars set, they're going to make more Star Wars films because the kids will go to the Star Wars sets. Mm-hmm. So what we have is, in a lot of cases, the there's it's rewarding for the cinemas to rehash the old IPs they have, which leads to not a, not a lot of new stuff being generated, you know? Well, and ultimately, I think that's because mo- mo- movie production is at such a high standard now that it's just really, really expensive. So... It's, for a blockbuster, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Which, like basically that movie you told us that cost $8 million and it made $300,000 in the mm. box office. You know, somebody's out a lot of money there, do you know? Yeah. So, and that's only $8 million. Yeah, and, that's, mean, and, that's, and that's literally what studios look at. They, they go, okay, this, this, this movie is going to make, like the, the, the budget I'm assuming for Iron Man doesn't compare at all to the budget for Avengers Endgame. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it, oh yeah. It, it got really, really big. But what happens then is that you have more involvement from the studio. Whereas, you know, if they say, ah, look, it's throw, you know, a tiny amount of money, $20 million or something crazy at a film and it hits, it lands and it makes a fortune. They're all rubbing their hands and going, yes, this is the genre now. This is what we're doing. This is the blockbuster or it's alien movies or it's, you know, superhero movies, whatever it happens to be. But of course, then they're going to start putting more money in it to get more money out because they know that if they put in 20 and get half a billion, that if they put in, 250 million yeah. they're going to get a billion you know what yeah. I mean so they know that they put the, but then of course as soon as you start investing more into something you're going to want more of a say in it and producers God bless them are not artists <laughs> they just do the books and stuff like that hmm. it's the directors the writers and the actors that, that bring it all together and of course you know makeup and lights and cameras and all those people that make the movie magic so they put their ore in more and more the more money they put into it because they want to guarantee it. But of course, that sterilizes it then. And then people go like, oh, this is the same as all the other ones. I've yeah, but what I was also going to say is, yeah. let's say you are pitching an idea to a, a production studio. Yeah. If you can say, hey, let's make Back to the Future, I don't know, four or whatever it is. There's an automatic that's going to make a certain amount of money. Yeah. Or if you're like, hey, I have this totally new idea for this new IP, new idea totally, I'm inventing it. Odds are that's not going to ever get off the ground. Yeah, and unless you can back it up with, and 
it's going to have an absolutely phenomenal line of toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they maybe always, you might go, oh. They've always been like that as well, though. Yeah, so. yeah. But, um, Ooh, toys. So, I mean, th- another point that Aiden was making, mm-hmm. okay, is, you know the way that the big, like, Apple, Netflix, Marvel, they're buying, they're all being, you know, buying up any IP all that this kind of stuff. On, yeah. If you're like the likes of Meta, Facebook, who own Instagram, eventually it could start happening where um, the likes of Instagram are going to start buying channels as well. Because you say channels, what do you mean? It's like, sorry, programs. They can buy start, start buying TV, shows, like, TV shows and that kind of stuff. Okay, so that a TV show, like imagine if Instagram buy a TV show, okay, or have an interest in a TV show. Imagine the amount of money, imagine the amount of advertising they can brainwash people into. Hey, you want to start watching this program type of thing, you know? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's not that the TV show would suddenly be like, oh, I've got to put this on my Insta. Yeah. Or or it's like, so Aiden, we're looking at this program at the moment called Mystery in Between. It's absolutely brilliant. It's really, it's like one of the best programs I ever saw, okay? Genuinely. But Aiden saw that the clip of that on Instagram. Okay, because it was used as kind of like, what's a moral thing to do and all this kind of stuff. So there were this, the snippets were being used from uh, Mr. Between. Mm-hmm. But imagine if Instagram purchased some kind of crappy program and it's like, oh, it's not doing so well. Of course, they can just kind of start plugging it in, kind of sticking it into like putting up loads of ads yeah, for it. Yeah, because they have a platform yeah, to they have a platform. put and the word out. So we're being brainwashed. I suppose a lot of the point here is like the potential for us to be brainwashed by watching the same old renew i mean rehashed kind of ips is staggering you know now and that was so that i don't know if i'd use the word brainwashed i mean you can say they're going to make another marvel movie about you know superheroes instead of making some other new different storyline that's unimaginative it's by the numbers it's not really brainwashing okay no but that's not brainwashing but the thing about social media it could be brainwashing. So let's say, um, let's say Disney bought in Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. you can bet your ass that Facebook and Instagram would be plugging the hell out of the new. Yeah, IPs. but that's just advertising. No, it's a, okay. It's advertising. Oh, but, yeah, but, okay, but I know what right. you mean. Like yeah. Instagram is a platform to get the word out on many things. Yeah. Like we, we were even talking about, we should be getting segments of this podcast and putting it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that you've got so your like, thirty second. Um, sound bite kind yeah. of thing because yeah. I I don't use Instagram myself but I know Rachel does and yeah. she you know just will be like oh look at this funny little clip from some random guy's podcast yeah. and then I'll look it up because I'm thinking yeah that seems interesting um, but I mean that's just more advertising yeah, yeah. than brain I mean I guess advertising is brainwashing, <laughs> is brainwashing yeah. but, you know I don't think there's anything excessively new or insidious there yeah. than um, a thing he was saying as well is an example of you know the way that back back in our parents day it was like Westerns was the genre. The genre. The genre du jour. Okay. At the moment, what's the genre du jour? Superheroes. Yes, exactly. So eventually they'll fade away. Never. What will be, well, what will be the... This golden goose is going to legs forever. <laughs> well, what will be the new genre du jour? <clears throat> Nobody knows. It might be sci-fi. I mean, I might... say it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's very hard. But that is literally the future. Martial arts is the next the, Literally the future of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Martial um, arts. I'm I'm calling it martial arts. Yeah, Mart. What do you think I mean, the next one's going to be? I really don't know. Like uh, westerns were the genre du jour back in the day, because they were cheap to produce. You could make a whole entire you know TV show or movie or whatever 
and they had the same you know uh, the same sets. stock of stuff that they used in all the sets and all the yeah. clothes and everything so whereas now cgi reigns king in the cinema so you know superhero stuff and sci-fi stuff is it's the golden age of sci-fi right now there's so much it's really all high quality it's sci-fi pretty much stuff. all sci-fi yeah tv and movies it's yeah it's a lot a lot a lot a lot of sci-fi um so another thing that we were saying is um the importance of Hollywood will probably fade away from the point of view of a um, innovative film point of view if well, that's not already happened. I was going to say, it's either already happened or the descent is already happening because... Um, so, the, so the likes of like Cannes and the Sundance film and that kind of stuff and even the Galway film flat that we're having, those kind of things are going to become more important... No, to, that's not to, what I was going to say at all. Oh, I think so me and you were saying, for starters, if you're going to compare Hollywood and the Galway film fla, I wouldn't even say them in the same breath. Like, you wouldn't, no. Oh, yeah, Hollywood, that's like, yeah, but that's the point. That's you can't say them in the same breath very well, easily. Hollywood and the Galway film fla have nothing in common. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just Hollywood is really, for, for us in the Western world, that's the place that all the movies come from. Now, I know that that's not true yeah. even, but, but you know what I mean? That's the general, huge generalization. But China is the biggest market of um, movies. And like the perfect example of this is Fast and the Furious, I don't know, eight or nine or whatever oh, it was. I thought it was like 22, Damn. Yeah. No, because Fast and Furious 10 is coming out now. Uh, but anyway, um, you remember when, the one with John Cena? No. Right? Well, okay. This is a famous thing that happened. He was doing, as actors do, um, the kind of... What is it? Appearance on all the big the PR PR tour. tour. Thank yeah. you, Barry. Exactly that. And he said on national television uh, in oh in I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was talking about Singapore, I think. And Taiwan. Yeah, or Taiwan. Yeah. And he said that it was um, you know Taiwan is the first country. Yeah, that was it. He said, Taiwan is the first country that we're airing this movie in. So suddenly that's like super duper politically incorrect because China are like, no, no, no. Taiwan isn't a country. It's a part of China. So don't label it or identify it as a country of its own. Now, I'm sure John Cena is, doesn't give a hoot one way or the other about <laughs> politics. I don't know, but I wouldn't imagine he's. But this was a huge faux pas. And it was the, the Chinese government were like, well, that's it. Fast and furious. You're not going to get aired in China now. So to them, it's like, well, we're going to lose 50% of all of our market. So John Cena... It was actually pathetic to see, and I feel bad for him, but he had to make this groveling, total pleading apology, begging forgiveness from the Chinese people. And he said it in perfect Mandarin to just, you know, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, blah, please forgive me and all this kind of stuff. But it was just like, it just shows the power that China has over Hollywood. It's unbelievable. Right now. At the moment. And for the last, say, 20 odd years, you don't see the Chinese as protagonists. Is that the word? Antagonists. Sorry, you don't see them as the antagonists anymore. They're never like, they're not the invading force. They're oh, not the bad yeah. guys. <coughs> but, um, so, yeah, they, they keep them sweet because... Yeah, and what's happening in Hollywood is, it's not that China say, don't do that in a movie, we don't allow you. Hmm. Instead, Hollywood kind of do self-censorship themselves because if you're going to make a movie and it's going to cost you 250 billion quid, you can't afford to put something in it that might upset the Chinese censors or else they just won't allow the movie to be aired and you've lost half your market. So straight away, they're always preemptively bending over backwards to try to keep China happy in all the movies that are being made in Hollywood right now, which 
it's just a state of affairs, it but is. it shows that Hollywood aren't the big mega power of movie making that you would automatically assume when you're here in the but West. Because at the same time, they've always been like that. Back before China was there, it was a, such a huge market, and they knew that you know America and Europe were their main markets. They made sure not to do anything that would piss off Americans or Europeans because it's their biggest market. Mm. You know, you can't. You have to. You have to pander to the money. If you're in the business of making money, you have to pander to where the money is. You can't. There's no other way of doing it. Like. Do you think? Um, let's say that we got a contract of. Um, let's say that we got a contract. It is absolutely off topic, and I don't want to talk about it too much. It's just uh, just a random thing okay, that hit me now. Shoot us! Shoot us! Off. No, don't shoot us! If someone shoot were to, if if the Chinese Communist Party were to say, "Hey, if you just say good things about China." Stop shitting on us every week. <laughs> if you say good things about China, like for five minutes during the one hour, 40 minutes, one to two hour show, we will pay you 10,000 euro an episode. Would you, say, would you do it? If the wonderful country of China wanted to do that, then I certainly would have no problem with it. Right? No, I would definitely be of the opinion. If we were ever to get sponsors, we would have to, firstly, anything you state in favor of your sponsor has to be clearly presented as advertisement if oh no no let's say you, and you'd say like this is an advertisement for the literally as barry said for the fantastic yeah. blah 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 well China. in that case i wouldn't i wouldn't be objecting to certain ads now i wouldn't if if we ever did get advertising and it was saying you know try this new i don't know letter opener because it's great you know, some letter opener company provided us money to sponsor their product. I wouldn't be saying, I use this letter opener every week and I find it great to open The <laughs> Chinese government would be saying, try this new letter opener. It's gear- brilliant for when we abduct pregnant teens, we can give them abortions really easily. Mm. Is that a that actual thing? Fucking, that, that went so dark so fucking quick. <laughs> but I was also, about to make a joke about how you've got this great letter opener, but nobody sends any fucking letters anymore. <laughs> and you go to her. That's just... No, does I, China no, do that? No. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, the, I, I have literally... I could do a, a three-hour podcast on nothing good about China. Says the man who says, Russia is great. I love Russia. Look, uh, as I said, join us next time when Donald's going to sit for three hours on his own talking about the virtues of Russia. No. But ultimately, if if they were to, if we were to get sponsorship from anyone, you know, no, no. But the, the, my question is, would you take the money from China, from the Chinese government? I, I well, why not? Yeah, be, because when there's a war, you want to be on the side of the winners. That's why. Well, wait a second now. I mean, it's like it's like you're advertising a product. If if the some, product is if some shoe manufacturer. Uh, advertised with told us you know here's money place an ad about these shoes yeah no i would you'd say yeah these shoes they're meant to be good and i would wear them around and say how i feel about them mm. and then if i found out that you know if you found out that there was some shoe war or something <laughs> was, you know it doesn't mean that you you know you're on the side just because you advertise for them once Okay. I don't know. I mean, wondering. it wouldn't bother me anyway. Yep. And that's not to say that I would, you know, do anything for money or take any advertising of any product. I would be selective and whatever. But, you know, it's... Um, to go on to a totally different thing, have you ever heard of the show Bluey? No. No. What? The show Bluey is, like, genuinely one of the best programs I've seen in, in a while. Okay. It's aimed at kids, clearly. But it's one of those, you know, the way there's um, 
Badly home music? No, what is it? Um, somebody in the audience will scream it out to me. I have a feeling we're going off topic Wait, here as well. Slightly. Wait, they might be screaming it, but they're... Okay, they're not... Um, You're on your own here, don't they're look. They're looking as you confused are alone. No, stop, stop, stop. They're Just looking as confused as ah. we are. Gravity Falls. Thank you, my gosh. Uh, yeah, of course. Very good, very. Gravity Falls. So, Gravity Falls. You know the way the Gravity Falls is a... Never seen it. It's a kids' program, but it's clearly... It has, like... It's a brilliant program. Yeah. Okay, that's the way Bluey kind of... That's the way Bluey is as well, Okay. But it's aimed for younger kids, but it's um, but it's still a very, very, very good program. Definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching if you're if you have a. Is this a shout out for home. this show, or is this something to do with the future cinema? This is something to do kind of with the future cinema, but you'll see you know, this, what I mean. I'm thinking Donald's getting secretly sponsored. I was going to say several. exactly this is that. A couple of shows he said tonight, and this show is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Genuinely. Well, one thing I'm going to say about Donald. You say this show is so good, I recommend it, etc. But you say that about too much stuff. Yeah. So you do say it about a lot. You dilute the power of that phrase um, as well. <laughs> well, look, Bluey is really good. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, but what's it got to do with the future cinema? Or but no, here's here's the thing. There are some parts of Bluey. Wait a second. The Bluey is edited, made in Australia, but certain things are edited in American version. Oh yeah. So there is a part in um, in Bluey where in the Australian version of Bluey, where a horse is showing shown pooing on the dad because the dad what is it was considering getting a vasectomy <laughs> no no I've definitely mixed that up that there makes two, perfect wait, sense carry wait, on wait there are two different things there are two different things the horse <laughs> I've definitely butchered that but the horse wait 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 sometimes you can try level wait, the story just wait just wait just wait go on yeah, I want to watch the show the, now there, there are two things <laughs> the dad was talking about getting a vasectomy they didn't show that in the American in the American version Okay. okay. The actual vasectomy, but they showed it. No, in no. The, the thing where <laughs> the dad, where it was mentioned, where it was mentioned that the dad was going to get a vasectomy, okay. that wasn't shown in the ah, in, in the American, American one. Okay, okay. Okay. And also, there's a piece where the, something happened where the horse was something, and the horse took a crap, but they didn't show that either. Now, the two reasons are the the reason I'm saying this is this is the way that the the there's so much censorship and there's so much clipping happening in programs. Mm. Okay, that the um, we're not being shown like you know things the that, true that, that art no 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 we're not being shown things that might be offensive you know and Bluey is a, is a perfect example of it because it's just an example that I have from from a, a cartoon okay but like Aiden was talking about there's loads of parts of that are being clipped where um, one of them was like there's disaster films I think the disaster but I mean, let's film, just go back to that topic there right go on so you've acknowledged um for different countries, there's different things that would be maybe edited out of a show. Yeah. By the censors for their own various reasons. Yeah. So the first question I have for you is, do you think that things should be censored out of shows? Or do you think there should be no censorship? Everything should just be put out there for all audiences and all ages. Here's what are I we think. back to our very first podcast, are we? Freedom of speech. Oh, really? <laughs> I, yeah. Clearly, clearly not Watch everything. Us. Yeah, we're going clearly, to contradict ourselves now. Yeah, clearly we? not everything should be in every program. So therefore, we agree with the principle of censorship. So now it just comes down to different countries have different standards and even just a different well, a censor second. might just Do censor. you call it censorship? Because censorship is its own thing. And then there's showing things that are appropriate to people is another thing. Maybe censorship is even a strong word, but if you 
take a 30 minute show and say I'm going to cut out that one minute because there's a that's depiction in it that I don't think our audiences should see then I would consider that a form of that censored. is exactly yeah, yeah. That's yeah. censored so yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I wouldn't necessarily think that there's anything nefarious there, or yeah. it's mildly interesting to hear. Gee, they wouldn't show a horse pooping in one country, and they did in another country. That mildly amuses me, even. But nah, I don't think there's anything bad there. I don't know. Were you saying that as if it was a bad thing, or I'm saying it because when the by the time it gets to the, the program was made in Australia, but by the time Disney show it, Disney are are censoring it. Okay, which as you you already agreed, even with the principle of shows being censored for different audiences and different age groups. So we're all on the same page. Go yeah, Disney. but what they're censoring is... What they're censoring is... There's there's nothing wrong with this censorship. Like, th- there's some things that should be censored. Mm-hmm. Clearly. But there's nothing wrong... There was nothing wrong with it to censor in the first place. Ah, okay. The, so if... it, it uh, That's... So you, we're very like the Australians. Uh, the Irish people so yeah. the, the, the sense of humour we have it, it's quite similar so a horse pooping we don't see it. why would they censor a horse poop and that makes no sense at all or but a dad it, getting a vasectomy or a dad getting a vasectomy it doesn't matter it, it, that's not censorship worthy but other countries would they would be like oh we're showing a pooping horse oh my goodness yeah. somebody think of the children you know so we, we're looking at, you have to, you're looking at it through that lens. You have to look at it through a lens of, of someone who's grown up in a completely different environment where they say, no, you can't, showing pooping on TV, that's disgusting. Don't forget, it was years after TV shows were, you know, going on that they showed the first toilet. Never mind a toilet flushing or someone sitting on a toilet, nothing of that, just a toilet. Really? I never thought yeah, of that. It was actually. years. Then uh, again, okay. how long was Star Trek before they showed a toilet on the ship? Yeah, or how long was, well, Star Trek wasn't actually that long before they showed an interracial kiss. But that the, was the, they were the first, first ever yeah. interracial kiss on, on television. So, yeah, things like that we have to kind of take with the cultural lens that it's been viewed through. Exactly, Barry, which puts me back directly into the future of cinema. Mm. Okay, because what cultural lens are we showing? Now, I got not. This is... This is how you know you got something against something when you say, I have nothing against this thing. <laughs> okay. I have nothing against Saudi Arabia. They call <laughs> the, um, what's the bone saw? What's the, the, the leader of Saudi Arabia? He's, no he has a nickname. I, I don't know. He has a nickname, bone saw something. Is okay. that because they sawed up that journalist? Yes, because they sawed up the, the journalist that was saying stuff against uh, Saudi Arabia. So the Saudi Arabian government was like, yep, take him and chop him up into little bits because he's going against the family. They chop him up or saw him up? Because I'm thinking this, this, this nickname is starting to sound a bit dodgy-like. <laughs> no. Because um, like if they you chopped chop- him up, they call him Chopper. His nickname's Chopper. That writes itself. <laughs> no, it's Actually, saw, it's if you saw they him sawed up, him. They sawed him up. If they sawed him up, then yeah. it's got to be, it's got to be, like, what did you yeah. say? Bone saw. It's got to be bone saw. <laughs> I, I, Something. Uh, I forget his surname, but anyway, it might come to me in a few minutes. O'Brien. You really get hung up on names. To me, it's yeah. like. No, Dory, Dory. I'm from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you, do you know the way that the Saudi Arabian government bought a loads of golfers? Oh, yes. yes and they the, started. And Do you know about this? Yes, they're okay. doing their own. They did their own PGA. golf league. Okay, and the way they got the golfers is by going, we're going to just keep, throw loads of money at you, okay? And then the people are like, oh, geez, okay, we'll definitely start playing in this league, yeah. okay? Because the Saudi Arabians want to... What, sports wash? W- yeah, whitewash, sports wash over their terrible, absolutely horrendous um, 
human rights abuses. Human rights okay. abuses. And now, everything else, yeah. Okay, and everything else. Okay, now, then, uh, I, as, a, as a matter of interest, I don't know if you know that the PGA all of a sudden realized, oh, wait a second, the Saudi Arabian government isn't that bad, and they have now... <laughs> join the two uh, tournaments tournaments together, together. Mm. Yeah. so in when other you, words when you say the the uh, the PGA leaders so oh, Saudi Arabia is not that bad well they're counting money yeah that they received exactly from yeah. exactly so in other words Saudi Arabia won you know they 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 money succeeded always wins okay so but it's not money is yeah okay let's leave it at that money always wins in this case so when we're talking about something like bluey okay how long is it going to be before it's like the the things our beliefs are going to be dictated by money the likes of the saudi arabians yeah don't put that in the TV yeah that's show. what i'm talking about like about bluey and stuff it's a, it's a small and it's a silly point but it's a huge thing when you look at it from the point of view of um yeah that's always the concern about any form of censorship i think we're all on the same page we agree some degree of censorship is definitely necessary mm-hmm. and good but then it's like okay but who is making the decisions of what gets censored? You know, yeah. That that's the and what and whole what, other and who's it's, it goes back to a thing we've talked about before. Who's watching the watchers? Yeah. Do you know who's yeah. who's making sure the censor isn't being corrupted by someone? This is where I would recommend people go back and listen to our first episode, Freedom <laughs> of Speech. Except L- link for up there, down there. Yeah, I almost wouldn't though because I know those early episodes we didn't have these mics. Yeah, and for me the the sound was so awful. I think the first three episodes were so t- the 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 content quality I think was good, but the audio quality was so bad. Well, I mean, people can listen to a little bit of bad audio. You know that the yeah. audio's improved, like you know. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, yeah. oh sorry, dog. Um, so I have a random question for you both go on, because go on. for a while there. Um, there was a bit of a furore over um, Daniel Craig stepped down as James Bond and they were going to pick a new mm-hmm. person to play James Bond. Hmm. And then there was talk of, hey, they might even get a female actor to play the new Bond. Thoughts? They should not make a female James Bond. Well, they can't because they it's, can't. James, it's James Bond. What they can do, though, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this because it's been proven by Marvel and by several others, they can expand the Bond universe and have 004, who happens to be a female and kicks ass and is played by Anna de Armas or anyone else. doesn't matter. But I'm, I don't understand why. How do you explain that James Bond is alive for, I don't know, but, five decades <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. gone through because five he's different actors? James Bond? He's not no. Doctor Who. In my mind, well, in my mind, it was always obvious and self-evident. Timothy Dalton is James Bond. We watch a few movies. Then, off screen somewhere, he either dies or retires, and the 007 mantle is handed over, including the name, is just handed to a new agent. Because if you're going to be an agent, you're not going to use your real name so people can trace you and kill your mother. So you get a pseudonym, you get the 007 kind of title, and I know one movie totally shot this theory out of the water for me, because I was convinced, clearly, this is obviously what's going on here. But then... There was one episode where, or one movie where he saw his gravestone with, you know, Mrs. and Mr. Bond kind of for his parents' graves. Mm. And I was thinking, what? Really? Well, but it could it, be a coincidence. Eventually, if you were given the same random name to different but people. I just feel like James Bond is one character that's been adequately switched out in actors successfully. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. And they could. the thing is, it's not just changing an actor and hoping no one notices. 
You can just put in an, an, a female actor and be like, here's the new James Bond. New new agent now got assigned to the 007 role because the last see, one just the died. Thing, the thing about Actually, is, that's... Go on, it's right, interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's one that way... Is, that's definitely one way of looking at it, that they, they do that. I've never bothered with those kind of theories. I just watch James Bond. Oh, it's a new James Bond. It's just a new telling of the same story. As in, the stories were heard of James Bond back when it was Sean Connery. They're them stories. Then there's other stories. Roger Moore telling them. Then there's other stories with, Roger, with Dalton. Other stories with Pierce Brosnan. Other stories with... I want to say George Lazenby, the guy who James did one. Once. And what about the guy that, got, that didn't play any who was cast as James Bond? Really? Did you hear about this guy? Yeah, there was an actor cast as James Bond, played zero roles, and still got paid. Wow. Yeah, that's the, to me, that's the ultimate James Bond move right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so go on and tell us, why shouldn't James Bond be a female? Um, because when I think of James Bond, James Bond is a guy. So you're saying, I'm Donald I don't like to have my narrow perceptions challenged <laughs> yes. or my view expanded it's, at all. It's not even that. It's like, look at Ian Fleming wrote a book about Sorry, a I'm male... Sorry, needling <laughs> you to try to yeah, force you out of it. <laughs> Ian Fleming wrote books about a male, misogynistic, super, almost superhuman, super spy. That's the character he wrote. So... Just leave it at that. Make more movies about it, but it doesn't matter. The well, timelines don't have to add here, up and all that here's, stuff. Here's the question. Here's a question. Did you know that the actors of Sex in the City, that, oh, what's... Um, I was so invested in this conversation, now I'm just... No. <laughs> yes, you're, you're losing <laughs> no, us. Wait a second, wait a second. Basically, See, you've got to try to remember their names, the even though it doesn't matter. Of, the actors of Sex in the City, three of them had a fight with one of them. That one of them, imagine if they replaced that person with Daniel Craig. Okay, and all of a sudden, for the new film that's coming out, or for the new TV series... They never addressed it or anything. It's just like now Daniel Craig, the, the Samantha, was now yeah. a man. There's a pro- but there's a problem with that. Yes. Is what that is they're the exact same characters in a timeline story. Exactly. There's a, there's a timeline That's what James Bond is. James no, Bond. No, no. James no, Bond not. has. The it's actor has been not. changed in James Bond about half a dozen times. No, the actor has, but it's still James Bond. Yeah, but the storylines are and all different. No, no, and then they change no, the actor yeah, again. No, no, and it's no, still no, 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 James Bond. No, no, no. You see, what you were no, what you were saying is there's 007, and the 007 uh, there could be a new 007 that is female. Literally, nothing against that. Why would I have anything against that? But you can't go and say this is James Bond. Well, you can. This is James Bond, and now James Bond is. Hmm. I I just found this so interesting when it came up first because I just don't. I don't care anyway, one way or the other, to be honest. But I, I don't, I don't understand the resistance. I guess, and even you're explaining it to me now. I, you're not making me see the point. Even you might not make me agree with the point, but even make me see the perspective. I still don't see the perspective. It's like no, because it never was before. But th- that's there's the no opposite need to of creativity. It. Well, the, you know, you leave James Bond as James Bond, and then have his sister. But Samantha you, Bond. You say there's no need to change it, but every new Bond movie, you want there to be something different in it, something new. Yeah, I want James Bond to be on no. ass and yeah, yeah. Specifically, I do other want things with something ass. New. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you. I, no. I, I, I find the topic interesting. Yeah, I, well, yeah, and so do I. But I think just James Bond is James Bond. He's uh, a misogynistic, alcoholic super spy. Leave it at that. Well, tell me this, Barry. Um, and this is, by the way, changing the topic. And both of you, what's your favorite movie and why? I can't just drop that on a man. I need, okay, time, to, I need time to think we'll, about that. We'll think about, actually, yeah, has that got to do... Because too much of a big days, question. Some days That's it's interesting different. because it's I 
ask people this like at a party. I just think this is this is a big question for me, and I think it kind of says a bit about you as a person. What your answer is? Well, the first thing that pops into my head is Pulp Fiction. I love that movie. Good but, one. But then again, having said that, I haven't actually watched Pulp Fiction in 20 years. What? So. Can you still remember the Jules quote? Well, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyrannies of evil men. And blessed is he who hath understanding. Who, no, no, God. In the name <laughs> of charity and yeah, goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. Um, but that's the thing is, I haven't watched that in so long. It's, it's my favorite movie in my head. But I don't know if I watched my top 10 favorite movies of all time, say. Oh, I know what you mean. Would they, they still have, be? Yeah, would they hold up? I don't know. Because hmm. you change. You change over time. But you, should, you should change over time. Actually, I have a thing written here, right? Could Quentin Tarantino make Pulp Fiction today? Well, that's nice. Segue hmm. into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. Because like, if you look at Pulp, uh, Quentin Tarantino's last movie, which only came out a couple of years ago, was very Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Yeah, I think the reason Pulp Fiction was so big at the time was it kind of showed the, I guess, the villainous people as the protagonists and it was so... There were no antagonists, there were no protagonists in it, they were all antagonists. They yeah, were all bad I, guys. I guess we, we followed <laughs> them and I think it was just, it presented them as being so casual. No, it presented them as being human. Mm. But anyway, no, I don't see any resistance or reason why Pulp Fiction wouldn't get made today. Yeah. Interesting. Different cast. But um, I always think for me, it's like... Jules will probably be a woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think um, there's two types of, I'm going to say movies and TV shows. And I see all stuff in the cinema and TV shows and all. I see it in this way. There's some things that are shallow and there's some things that are deep. So for example, a James Bond movie. That's the perfect example of a shallow Story. Gotta say it. The Abyss. That was deep. Is deep. Okay, well. No, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain what I mean, right? What but you mean, Barry? The Abyss, that program, the the film that brought about the invention of the Adobe Photoshop. Yes, that's the one. Did, Did it really? Yeah. yeah. There were so many special effects in it that when all the special effects were like, they were like, just there. So they said, you know, we might as well put these all into one package. And that package was Photoshop. Huh. You know. Interesting. Yeah, I knew that fact. Well, but I was going to say, yeah. um, some things are just to be appreciated on the surface level, and that's kind of all it is, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then other things are kind of thinkers, and yeah. you'll go away afterwards, and you'll be thinking about it, and maybe you rewatch it or like see Like that one meaning. about the, was it the traveling fresh green tomato pants or something? I don't know. Those thinking movies. What in the what now? There's a movie about traveling pants and fried green tomatoes. Oh, oh, fried green tomatoes and the stuff. I have no idea. Stuff. They're the ones you're talking about. No, the I would, movies. The ultimate... <laughs> I'm definitely missing I'm something joking. here. It is a joke. Go on. It's totally gone over my head. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. So I would always think anyway, I would always see the world in that lens of like TV shows and stuff of is it something to just run through at the surface level or is it something that's kind of, you know, you want to think about after or watch but, a YouTube video to explain like it or Breaking something. Bad would be a thinker. Would it, be a deep, yeah, it would be, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Because it, it, there's a lot of it debates the moral issues that he's grappling with and stuff, yeah. and you're debating it with him, and the episode's over, and you're thinking, "Wow, you know, is that the right thing? Would That's I do where that?" The Marvel films actually were so good. The the Infinity Stone umbrella universe was so good because it was a thinker. I would say Marvel is the epitome of the most surface no, level no, thing no, ever. No, no, no. There's okay, like big okay. shiny things and explosions, which okay, is great I will, and I, I love them. I will ask you in that case, okay, and this is a future of cinema thing. 
Okay, are films like with, with the Thanos thing? Is it or even with Doctor No? Uh, no, it's gonna, anyway. In the Marvel thing, he just wanted to bring peace into the universe or balance. restore the balance of the you universe balance, by yeah. snapping half the people mm-hmm. the life away. That's a an interesting question. I mean, for starters, what Marvel had to deal with out of the content of the comics, they did an amazing job to put that on the screen and make it in any way relatable and good. But I mean, come on, Thanos, snap your fingers and kill half the universe, or slap your snap your fingers and double all the resources in the universe, and no one has to die. You or, have the Infinity or, Gauntlet. Yeah, or, or snap your fingers and just get rid of you know murderers, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. rapists. You know, well, it's corrupt easy to say politicians. in hindsight, in all honesty. He had plenty of time to think about it. He had infinity. (laughs) He literally had infinity to think about it. Just because you have loads of time to think about something doesn't mean. No, I would say the the ultimate thinker movie is The Matrix. The Matrix. Oh yeah, okay. The Matrix. You know, because they literally. What about Jacob's Ladder? Or Donnie Darko? Yes, there's there's a million good films. But wait, they're only thinkers in that you spend ages thinking on what in the name of God did I just watch? But I want to be very clear now because you said there are plenty good movies. Surface no, no, movies, thinkers, are, thinkers is what I mean. Yeah, thinkers, because yeah, yeah, yeah. movies that are thinkers can be good, but they can also be bad. Surface movies can be brilliant and they can be terrible. It's not it. It's not a value judgment about being them yeah. good or bad. They're just different types of movies for me. Yeah. There is a thing that happened in 1948. Okay, that has to do a lot with this thing I was talking about of what if, um, what if like Apple. And all these other big companies that we have today, what if they buy the cinemas and where is cinema going to go in the future? Mm. Okay, that ha- that started happening after the war- after the end of World War II in America. And the U.S. Supreme Court in 1948 in America. The Hayes Act, was it? It was the Paramount decision. Ah, no, not the Hayes Act. I don't know if that's... A I don't know either what the Hayes Act is. Oh. I just know I've heard it. I think oh, it's something to do with movies. <laughs> no, but what it was is they, um, that... The the Paramount decision was where they were big Hollywood studios were forced to not they weren't allowed to own the cinemas. Do you understand? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense. So in other words, the big ones, uh, the big five, which is MGM, Paramount, RKO, 20th Century Fox, and Warner Brothers, they were told like you can't own these, you mm. can't make a film and show it exclusively in the cinema. And then what they would do is they would make a film, they would show it exclusively in cinema. When when the cinema had gotten tired of it, then they would let other smaller, other cinemas watch it, okay? And that's the thing that was stopped. But a few years ago, two years ago, this was brought up again and the decision was overturned and this, the Paramount decision doesn't exist anymore in... Right, so they're now allowed to buy out and own their own cinemas with yeah. their own content in them. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now, and that's again... But they need uh, to be really careful with that kind of crack, though. Because if they if they guess wrong in that every film we make is going to be hitting our cinemas, that could backfire on them. It just kind of... Yeah, because it does mean every movie that you don't make won't be in your cinema. Yeah. It's and just almost bringing the streaming wars into the... Cinema. Into the cinemas, yeah, yeah which exactly. is worse because if you're a town that only has that one cinema that like only has a Paramount cinema in it, then people are like, oh, I've seen the Paramount movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why that's why it's, but that's that's why it won't be just a cinema. It'll be 
streamed on television. Mm, yeah. You know, streamed on, on services. You'll go, like. you'll go to the cinema and it'll be like, there'll be the cinema, but there'll also be a restaurant, Paramount-themed restaurant. There'll well, be shops with yeah, I was gonna say, just all you, that you, stuff. You and then triggered me. Yeah, and then you walk in and there's the Paramount gym, you know. And actually, you know, that's, p- that's, actually of, that's actually really interesting you're saying yeah. that, Barry. And Marty, you can get onto this in a second. Mm-hmm. Because I looked up a thing of that said, how will the, you know, what's going, how is the future of cinema going to be? And there was like, 2023 will reshape the ex- the exhibition market, which is the exhibition market is what they, within cinema speak, is when you show a cinema. A film in the cinema. A, f- a film in the cinema, okay. <laughs> so um, there's a word, a genre of cine world. It's a big, massive cinema chain. Their cinema that, chain, yeah. That went bankrupt. And AMC, you heard of AMC? Yeah. They dodged bankruptcy. Okay, Just but, but they were able to make loads of money then. They were able to buy up then the smaller other cine, cine worlds. But AMC also own a TV station, uh, don't they? Exactly. I believe so. Well, the AMC is The Walking Dead. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. AMC is Black Sales. Yeah. They've made a load of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good shows. Sorry, AMC is Breaking Bad. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. They've made a lot of shows. So what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. So one of the things then they were saying is... Uh, that the way that cinemas are going to stay open is by taking in like VR and um, like flaming ball pools and stuff while you're waiting for in but, the restaurants and but also, all this kind of stuff. Um, premium. So we're, instead of just having a cinema where we or, or, or like having a cinema where this screen is standard, that screen is luxury. All screens will be luxury. And that's also literally, cost, that's cost literally more. one of the things that, that's, that I've heard as well. But they also go to like not just regular cinemas. All their cinemas will be IMAX or Dolby yeah. or yeah. for the other things. Literally, look, Barry, a greater focus on premiumization or Dolby, IMAX, ice theaters, 4D, Screen X, all of which will continue to outform, outform some uh, modern standards. Yeah. So basically cinemas will get better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which but is more terrible expensive. for... Oh wait, no, that's great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but more expensive as well. More expensive, but yeah, look at uh, cinema is already expensive. So we we have a little funny story about we went to see um, Spider Man, um, the Miles Morales two. Is that the name of it? It's across the Spider Verse. Yeah, across the Spider Verse, and we were looking at the film right, and a while into the film, we realized the bottom of the screen. When was starting to go a shadow, a dark shadow on it. Okay, really. And at the, at, I like the film is so stylized that I thought that all of us thought didn't didn't pay any attention to it. But after a while, the dark shadow had kind of gotten up and now was darker on the bottom. And we were like, well, we kind of can't almost make out all of the art and the color and stuff that was underneath it. So after a while, I went out to the um, to the front and foyer. I saw yeah. what the foyer and you I saw one staff the and I saw on the staff and I was like hey and she said oh screen four and I was like yep so then um then I went back in and then <laughs> she went up to the boot and adjusted the tracking no no <laughs> <laughs> even even fun, even funnier a guy came in with a ladder and he went up on the ladder and he rubbed the screen and he rubbed the condensation off the screen this is in the Salt Hill Center condensation the Salt Hill Domniplex. Yeah. Really? Which is the... That's a premium cinema. That's premium like... premium cinema. Because uh, here's what happened. But, here's but, what happened. Was the, the, sorry, when he went up on the ladder, did that get him to the bottom of the screen where it was all dark? It got him to... So there's... That's what I'm trying to figure out. No, wait, wait, you wipe it up no, here wait, and the black stuff down here no, wait, 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 wait. There's the... You know the way... There's the, the cinema screen is like 50 feet away from you. 
Yeah. Depending where you're sitting. Obviously. No, no. If you're 50 sitting, feet away sorry, from it, then yeah. You being the projector, I'm sorry. All oh, right, okay. There's a projector up here, yeah. okay, up in the air, okay? And there is the screen. It's projecting onto the screen. Yeah. The guy went up on the ladder so he could reach the glass window that was in front of the projector. Oh, he went to the projector, not the screen. Yeah, sorry. Ah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. much more sense. And so he I was trying cleaned, to figure out what he was and doing. And he cleaned the, the condensation off the screen. Yeah, off of the, the, the project, of the, the projector the glass window. that was in front of the projector, the projector windows. Actually. Yeah, the projector yeah. Window. okay, okay, okay. Now because the projector sense. itself is going to be flaming, boiling. It's a yeah. Look. I couldn't figure out why the condensation on the screen yeah, would make so, a difference, yeah. and why do you need a ladder to get up to it? Yeah, it's mental. No, we and went down, and happen. then at the end of the film, I was like, I was in screen four, and immediately they were like, "Oh, here's uh, your um, complimentaries." No, no, complimentaries for the next cinema, for the next time you come here, which is we're perfectly happy with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to go through, zip through a few things here. Um, do you like going to the cinema? Yes. Yes. Hmm. It's a very easy, simple, <laughs> quick question. Moving on. <laughs> you don't? I, I always feel like. You've, you've, you haven't though in years. You don't like it. Because I think one of the reasons you don't like it, correct me if I'm wrong, is you're trying to watch the movie and someone behind you is going, top, top, top. Eating food or going, ah! It's well, that's not No, even I've had loads screen. of experiences over the years, and I'm, I am the kind of person who, if I'm in the cinema, you know, don't be talking. Yeah. I, it really, really, really bothers me if oh, someone yeah. is talking in the cinema. Who's your and man I will, now? I, I, no, I remember one time I was in Star Wars, and some guy was right behind me. No, this? no, no. He was reading the um, subtitles for, you know, the the trade alliance guild yeah. members were talking to these aliens or whatever but I was like and I was like dude would you mind kind of and he was like she's only six and you know it's like yeah then what's she doing in this movie now obviously I didn't say that and I, you know and there's another time I remember there was this Russian guy again it was another Star Wars movie on his phone yeah you don't mess with him right though. no I mentioned it to him and he just stared at me deadpan for about maybe there was a 10 seconds of me and looking at him, him looking at me and then I just like, near square. No, I just put Look back at the screen. I'm saying nothing. And he went back to his phone. Was he? But well, I don't. No, not particularly. But okay. yeah. but it is. It's one of those things where I don't like a. I don't like putting myself in a situation. Well, you might have to be confrontational. No, it's not that at all. Oh, but right. where I don't have control. It's like well, yeah. I can sit at home on my couch and watch the movie. Pause it if I need to go to the toilet. Uh, you know, turn up the volume in the low bits. Turn it down when it gets too loud. Because of course, you, but in the cinema. You don't know who's sitting beside you. You don't know how interested they are in the movie. They could be chatting away with their friends. Okay, I have a, I have a quick question for you in that case. On that, would you be, or when do you think, or no? So when do you think it's okay to shoot someone in the cinema? <laughs> Is that the question? <laughs> I was just guessing. No. Uh, yeah. How how would you feel about watching a film on a headset, on a VR headset? Well, that was one of the topics that I was going to mention in relation to the future of cinema. Because I don't know if you guys have read the book now not the movie which was poor but the book ready player one yes no oh, well i mean we heard the audiobook listen to the audiobook. yeah well there there's one well for starters i would definitely recommend it even if you're not a big audiobook person because it's narrated by will wheaton who we were talking about earlier was the crusher sign up to audible.com they're they're sponsoring this episode <laughs> along quite? with china no, and yeah. bluey um, <laughs> and some but, other uh, show that you mentioned no, but earlier. what i loved about it right it's it's one book that will definitely make you excited for the future of VR in particular because it depicts a world not too far in the future but where VR is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's used for everything. It's used for... Um, it's an escapism type of thing as well. Well, it's an escapism as well just like Escape. any other medium today would be like when you watch a movie that's escapism. What? But even it's used for education and everything. But 
they really kind of really go into the depth of describing to you how your man puts on this 3D virtual reality headset and he's in a movie. And like that, that is the next level of immersion mm. for cinema. There's a, for there's sure. A, oh, can't remember the name of it now. There's a, uh, there's a, a TV show with uh, Chloe Grace Moritz in it uh, and it's that it's this it's a virtual headset but it goes oh, right oh yeah I wanted to watch that I've watched it I've watched oh, it is it good yeah it's, it's tell a, me that please tell me you know the name no the name's gone uh, we'll find it somebody goes on IMDB and looks up um, Clay, Chloe Grace Moritz and her TV show okay, what, is Grace the, Moritz. what is the show about or um, essentially, it's literally about literally it's, it's, what you were talking that, about. It's, that, it's the next level of VR where they where they have a thing that goes over the the head and, and down over the eyes, and it gives you that you're completely in it, and you have the skills needed to be in it. So yeah, it's like because it's kind of, at one point, video games and movies were two separate, completely unrelated mm. things. They were both forms of entertainment. But do you remember this one when we were kids? This is back in the nineties. We had a computer that had a CD-ROM. And there was a movie, there was an interactive movie with, I think it was... Um, oh, yeah. Tia Carrera. Yes, Barry, oh. Tia Carrera. Oh, yeah. yeah, and but basically it was a movie, which at the time was amazing that you yeah. could watch a movie on your computer anyway, it was unreal. But you could, at certain points, she would turn to you and you were to the screen. It was and a, you were... Choose a, your own adventure. Yes, movie. And you were, you were a, a player, yeah. or sorry, a character in the movie who would then make the decision, will we go left or will we go right? And that was a very early stage of what I would consider to be the future of cinema, mm. where you're going to be in more, it'll still be a movie. And a lot of video games are like that, as you both know. Um, some video games are like, you know, run and gun and shoot the enemies, and that's, there's no real story. You're scrolling. talking more about like uh, Telltale games. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, video games are a sliding scale of how much you interact versus yeah. how much you sit back and watch the storyline unfold yeah. until it comes to a point where you make a decision that determines the next path for the storyline to continue on. Yeah. I love the idea of that in the cinema, where, but it's no, no, voted. But, no, but <laughs> That's in Futurama. But, it's look, just, yeah. but this could happen. You know the vi Apple's Vision Pro? No. Basically, yes. Apple's, yeah, we talked about With it, Apple's yeah. Vision Pro, you could literally look around, I could see Mart, I can see Barry, but all the time in front of me is the film I'm uh, watching. And then with your... Which could lead literally, to some really literally looking, No, no, wait. Looking around, looking at the screen then, you can actually choose... You could have a choose-your-own-adventure film while in the cinema, because the the your the headset might be like you know on the seat in front of you. Then there's no reason to be in the cinema for that. There is because we would all go to the cinema together, and you would because the reason that it's good to go to the cinema is because you're like, oh man, that was so that was a good film, and you can hear people going, oh. Or something. I don't ever imagine people would go for something where you're completely immersed in your own experience, completely cut off from the outside world. I don't imagine that that would ever be. Hey, do let's you know, all collectively go to. Do you know how much a cinema chair is? No. It's like literally hundreds of euros. Okay. Okay. That's it. The peripheral. The peripheral, yeah. yeah. So imagine there are people at home, there are people everywhere who can't afford a Vision Pro. Yeah, everyone. Okay. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, everyone can't afford a Vision Pro. Yeah. Do you know who can? AMC. The big cinemas. So imagine going to AMC. This is a good reason. I can guarantee you, now that I think about this fresh brand new thought I have, that cinemas will have headsets you'll go to the cinema you'll put on the headset you'll enjoy a choose your own adventure film and at the end of the cinema you leave with all of your friends you'll go mm. to like the burger king that's in the lobby and you'll sit down and you'll talk about so what happened in your end of the film yeah okay i can see that future of cinema 
Yeah. yeah, but that's what I was going to say is in the in the book Ready Player One it really depicts him watching some classic old movie from the 80s that has been ported into yeah. um, VR so you can literally walk around inside the movie and you know go over to the, this side of the table and the characters are talking and then go over this side and listen to this guy and that's kind of a real cool idea that I can definitely see I don't think it'll be mainstream for a very long time but I can see that being um, I guess a future of cinema somewhere down yeah. the line yeah. once VR if it ever does take off and I think it will eventually um be a thing yeah yeah um i think is there any closing thoughts on the future of cinema guys i think that the death knell has been rang for the cinema several times since its and inception it keeps on coming back and and it well it's, it's not that it even keeps on coming back it never it just, goes away it just <gasps> yeah it just keeps going it doesn't it doesn't really change do you know what I mean? Yes. When you go into if you if we're talking about strictly the cinema, when you go into the cinema, there's a foyer where you buy popcorn and you go in and get a drink or whatever, and you go in mm. and sit in a seat with a bunch of other people and watch a movie up on a big screen. That hasn't changed in a heck of a long time. Yeah. Um. The the whole thing like you have if if they release the movie in the cinema this week, but next weekend you can see it on Prime. Amazon Prime or on, on, on Apple or whatever it is, then the likes of me who, you know, we don't have like a, a go-to babysitter. So myself and Katrina, to get, for myself and Katrina to go at the same time is rare. Mm-hmm. So if we know, ah, we can go to the cinema, we've got a babysitter, or we just go for a nice dinner because the movie that's in the cinema is going to be on Netflix next week. And we'll go for the nice dinner and watch it on Netflix next week where, like Mart made the point, you can pause it and make a cup of tea or do whatever you want. So yeah, um, I think the future of cinema, cinema is still going to be there. Cinephiles are still going to be cinephiles. Um, they're still going to go watch movies in the cinema. The cinemas are still, they may have, they'll have to adapt, they'll have to innovate. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're still going to be there right. for a long time to come. Mm, I mean, I guess it's just for me, the cinema isn't something that I really connect with a lot or very, in a big way. So I'd be a lot happier and I do like now that, you know, something comes out in the cinema. Yeah. All I go, eh, I'll give it another six months and watch it on Disney Plus, you know. Yeah. I suppose I never nailed it down, but I don't know, and I don't know why, therefore, but I actually love going to the cinema. I love the whole thing. I love the popcorn. I love going against the seats. I love the whole thing. Yeah, I like it. You don't. Yeah, but for me, what I would be excited for is way down the path, the future of cinema where you have your completely immersive virtual reality headset. You are in the movie mm. even if you're not interacting or oh, influencing the outcome in the movie. no even if you're not interacting and you're not influencing the outcome but you're just experiencing the movie but in it no or you could be in the movie and interacting and influencing which is a different thing that's almost like a video game you have a, you have a, a VR headset don't you yes yeah and you have access to the internet yes enough said why yeah you'll figure it out <laughs> So, with that said, I think that is it. Please like and subscribe and what else? Share. Share. Comment. Yeah. Tell your friends. Barry, you are going to write some comments in on this film. Uh, on this, on, sorry, on this. Uh, on something you said on earlier. On something, yeah, I'll have to, we'll have to wait till this comes out. I hear it and go, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was going to write a comment on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it, guys. Until next week. And do we know what we're talking about next week? Well, next, uh, sorry, next episode. Next episode, I think we should do, for what is me, the big one. 
we should talk about, I'm going to say UFOs. I don't want to call it aliens because UFOs generically can cover. And I think aliens might take offense as well to aliens. I think they yeah, we've got to be politi- politically correct. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think we should talk about U, uh, UFOs or as they're now called UAPs. So I think if any listener of this episode has any thoughts on UFOs that you want discussed in the next episode, throw it yeah. under the YouTube video and we'll kind of look at that. And We're looking at you, regular listener, Porik. Oh, yeah. Porik, actually, one of our listeners commented on our YouTube uh, channel before saying hey you should do ufos but um yeah yeah it was one for me when you mentioned doing this podcast yeah. the first time ever i was like super pumped this is the episode i'm looking forward to doing yeah yeah that'll be episode 11 this is episode 10 which is kind of crazy yeah i know plus we got 1000 views which is uh happy for us as well yeah. which is good for the show. That. Yeah. thanks so for everyone good. thanks yeah. to everyone for watching and listening oh, yeah. yes. um that's it guys until next week okay bye everybody boom Ooh, <laughs>